Hi everyone, Matt here. Just a quick couple of things just before the start of this episode. Uh, number one, unfortunately I had to record in quite an echoey room uh, for this episode, uh, which unfortunately did come out on the recording. Uh, I have edited it in my <laughs> very limited knowledge uh, to make it as good as it can be. So, I mean, it's perfectly listenable, but like I said, it's not up to the usual sort of standard. So apologies for that. It will be a one-off in this episode, just the way it was. Uh, and secondly, at the end of this episode, after the outro, uh, do listen out for a little bit of fan fiction from one of our Discord people uh, about a primary Space Marine chapter known as the Desert Raptors. All very cool. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that our bases are in Goblin Green. Wow. I'm your host, Matt. <laughs> joining me as always, a guy so useful, he's the mold line remover of podcasting. It's Cameron. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just smooth out all those unnecessary bumps and scratches. I definitely don't cause any editing issues by having a very loud... PC or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll brush that aside. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, well, see, I, I, I'm hoping I don't sound too echoey. So apologies, apologies if I sound echoey on this yeah, recording because I'm I'm recording in. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, I'm I'm recording in a in the middle of being decorated room so mm. it's sort of lacking in like blinds and things like that so it, yeah, yeah i'm sure things are bouncing but <laughs> it'll be fine don't worry about it it's only a That's one-off fine. yeah it's all good uh exactly are you all right mate how you doing yeah i am fantastic you know what day it is everyone it's warhammer fest day Woo, we summer yes we, uh, warhammer we fest saturday yeah we somehow timed it that we're recording on yet another warhammer fest day so, well done us. We're, we're yeah. on the curve of breaking news, I guess. <laughs> we were still quite in our infancy last mm. Warhammer Fest, weren't we? It was yeah. the episode we were covering Fulgrim and, you know, partly the Emperor's Children. And yeah. it was great because we could actually cover it live. And mm. that was actually one of our sort of biggest episodes from memory. Or was like oh, our yeah. first or real big. Yeah, I think it was our you know, first one that like a thousand downloads. <laughs> yeah, something like <laughs> that. Is, so. Something like that. It was the big important <laughs> one. It was a lot of fun. Hopefully this one's just as good. <laughs> exactly a year on oh man time flies and mm. also i'm really excited about warhammer fest because i'm going there tomorrow myself ah! i'm representing <laughs> that, you know representing on behalf of the show i'll be mm. rocking my realm and ruin snapback cap that i've got you know, that i've had ordered and it's uh, it's oh, actually man. looks really good in the in the flesh I was yeah really i bet actually i bet it does <laughs> I, was, I should probably order one <laughs> Well, that's the thing, you know, now people have seen it, they're thinking, oh, you know, get a shop going, and it's like, yeah. well. Oh, you should have you, know? uh, you should have bought a few more so you could hand them out. 
<laughs> yeah, hand out stickers like everyone else. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but you know, we may do it. We'll see what happens. Mm. So I'm really excited. Obviously, by the time you, everyone's listened to this show, Warhammer Festival been and gone realistically. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, you're, <laughs> but, you're not you going to edit this tonight and put it <laughs> no, no, not at all. So it will, you know, I'm really excited because I, and the, mm. what I'm really excited about is I get to meet uh, four of our Discord people as well yeah that, you know we've been chatting to over the last sort of year or so which is really exciting so we're all meeting up tomorrow morning and just getting stuck into a whole day of warhammer what more could you ask for mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk, talking about more you know asking for more it's time for episode 27 and what we're going to be talking about right well we're going to be getting stuck into our hobby stuff i've actually got some decent updates for myself actually oh, for nice. once which is Good. really nice um and then we'll get into the news obviously we've got some news planned from obviously what's been going on over the last couple of weeks but obviously if we have any breaking warhammer fest stuff as we're recording we'll just talk about them on the fly really and mm. we'll see what happens you know as the episode develops uh and then for the main law topic uh apologies last episode we did say we were going to cover the header knights of sanesh battle tome this episode which was yeah. our intention but due to stuff uh i don't have a copy yet <laughs> <laughs> so uh that's been partly delayed so we've done a last minute you know rejig and we're going to mm. talk about the aos novella the red hours by evan oh, dicken which one. is actually really cool anyway yeah <laughs> and uh and then for our discussion topic at the end we're just only going to ask a very casual question saying should we let the emperor of mankind die <laughs> Trying to pull the plug <laughs> and get ready for lots of replies on that one as well oh man there are so many <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy isn't it uh right before we get stuck into the hobby stuff uh if you enjoy what we do in this episode you can check us out on itunes if you would like to leave us a five-star review that is always greatly appreciated if you'd like to support the show uh you can go to our coffee link which will be down in the description and support us that way everything we get goes back into the show Social media wise, you can hit us up on that twitter.com at realm and ruin. You can almost find us on uh, facebook.com slash realm and ruin as well. Um, you've got our amazing, glorious discord server, um, mm. which is also down in the description as well. Come and join us. Come <laughs> talk about Warhammer with us. That is what we like to do. So feel free to join <laughs> as well. Uh, and actually a couple of things talking about our discord uh mm. at the end of this show so after we've said our bye at the end you know where we go bye um <laughs> we uh and then you get the outro music at the end i'm going to read a little bit of well i suppose a bit of fan fiction from uh red shadow who's one of our discord people mm. he's done a little piece on his uh custom space marine chapter called the desert raptors i hope i've got that right because mm-hmm. he's changed the name a few times <laughs> or we, or we do through suggestion so uh i'm going to read that out at the end so i'll do that sort of post recording so check awesome. that out as well yeah um and last thing regarding discord um you know if you join our server you can ask us questions and we'll answer them on the show so i've picked a yet another one at random like i did last show <laughs> uh this is from our good friend sigmund frude and he yep. asks us what non-GW games slash hobbies slash activities do you guys enjoy? So, Cameron, what do you enjoy? Uh, as listeners of the show doubtless know at this point, I'm big into D&D and uh, a lot of other tabletop role-playing or non-tabletop, just straight role-playing games in a lot of cases. Uh, 
but primarily I do D&D. I do it a couple of times a week normally. Uh, it's about the only way I socialize outside of the hobby at the moment, uh, but it's good. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I feel it's more fictionally creative for me. Like in, in 40k, it's very physically creative. This is more like mentally creative to do. Uh, I enjoy gaming. I've been <laughs> falling back in, in, onto that Borderlands bandwagon after the Borderlands 3 announcement and like previews <laughs> and stuff like that, which is awkward because, uh, <sighs> yeah, I went and, went and rebought Borderlands 2 and everything. And now I'm deep in that again, which is. <laughs> Probably not for the best. Uh, it's definitely not being good for my hobby time. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I like to I like to read and watch the occasional movie and things like that. But uh, in general, anything that keeps me out of the hellhole that is the outside world. <laughs> right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's why we podcast so we know oh, yeah, <laughs> we can absolutely. do it in the comfort of our homes. <laughs> No, cool. Cool answer. Um, I think if I answer in the question, similar, well, similar in a way as in I, you know, I like my video games. Mm. I'm really big into that. Um, I have been probably for, you know, quite many years. Um, and, you know, me and my cat, me and Cameron have obviously, we record on other podcasts like, you know, like Dark mm. Insight, for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically I'm one of the hosts, but I, I sort of <laughs> come and go really more than anything because of time. But, you know, we're really into our video games. Um, I'm really into my sport. Um, I'm a big football fan or soccer for <laughs> some people in the world. Uh, so, uh, I, you know, I, I used to play a lot of football. I don't much now because of injury, but you know, that's just the way it is. But I end up watching it a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of, I don't think there's anything particularly interesting. I used to do a lot of martial arts when I was younger. Mm. I'm a, black belt in taekwondo um nice. uh, trying to yeah so even though you wouldn't look at me i'm, I'm not you know i'm quite <laughs> a, <laughs> a stocky chunky monkey myself so um but you know but yeah it's generally sort of sport films warhammer and video games you know that mm-hmm. is the, the recipe for success i believe yeah fair <laughs> enough i'll believe it <laughs> it's been doing me well so. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Uh, right okay let's talk about our hobby stuff what you've been yeah. doing over the last couple of weeks mate uh well as i just mentioned i've mostly been playing borderlands too um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no um i've not got a lot of hobby done over the last couple of weeks uh in part because i've been very busy <clears throat> what with uh the the aftermath of moving and everything like that uh also with what having very little money being part of the aftermath of moving because bond is expensive uh <laughs> Bond is expensive and I get paid on a really weird schedule Uh, So between moving, paying Bond and school holidays I don't really have much to work with Uh, But I did squeeze in a couple of things Number one, I bought that beautiful, beautiful Head Knights of Slanesh Battle Tome And the Associated Mm -hmm. Wars Roll Cards Oh boy, that's a good that's a good book. I'm going to put that out there. We'll, we'll be discussing it probably on our next Age of Sigmar episode, so I won't talk yep. about it here. But it's a good book. I've theory crafted up a bunch of lists. I worked out I actually had like a, th- a 1,000 point demons only list kind of already constructed out of my current Slanesh projects, which is great. Uh, I was I was going to test that out, but uh, no one showed up with an Age of Sigmar army because <laughs> everyone was playing. Shadespire, uh, actually. <laughs> oh, it, it was ridiculous. I was in the store. I'm like, oh, yeah, you bring in the Age of Sigma. I was like, no, nah, I brought the, the new Sylvaneth Shadespire team. And that happened five times because everyone who <laughs> came in to play Shadespire all brought the new Sylvaneth team and nothing else. 
until one guy showed up with um Magor's fiends and went, "Yeah, no, I'll chop these trees down." Uh, <laughs> did he when he when, when he when he turned up? Did everyone look at him awkwardly? And he's there, yeah. like, "What were you guys looking at?" <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not blending in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't manage to get a game in, but I've read the whole thing head to toe several times. I'm super excited to like dive deep on it, uh, on mm-hmm. the show. Uh, I've theory crafted some lists. I've got my thousand point demons list that I have physically already. However, <laughs> I made a bad decision and the bad decision was, Hey, do you know who my favorite Age of Sigma character is right now? Um, is it Marathi? It's close, but no, it's uh, it's actually Ghost Eater from Black Pyramid. He's a beast man, for those oh. who don't know. He's a Slanesh right. beast man. Uh, and <laughs> it turns out, when you think, when you have a bit of a think about it, it turns out beast men are probably better in a Head Knights list than in a Beasts of Chaos list sometimes, which is yeah. interesting. Um, so I might, I might have made the decision to, you know, Eventually, for, for, for an eventual 2000 point army, you know, get together 120 Ungor and 50, and 30 Bestigor and some beast, some beastman characters, some other beastman troops and get them all up and then use all my demons as summoning. Uh, <laughs> nice. But that, that's a very long term plan because that is a lot, that's a lot of Ungor, but they're so good <laughs> in head knights because if you give them spears, they only hit on fives anyway. So half of their hits do three hits. So it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like be- being in Slanesh makes Ungors actually really, really good, which is weird to hmm. me. Because, you, you know, you get a mob of 40 with the spears for the maximum number of attacks. That's 40 attacks, hitting on fives, but sixes are three hits. Wounding on fours, no rend, one damage. I'm like, that. that's actually really good. That's yeah. that, that, They're like 100 points as well, I think. 200 points for 40, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the cheap, the cheapest chips, um, so event- eventually I'll be able to put an army down on the table and go, beasts together, strong, and just walk <laughs> forwards and then a whole bunch of demonettes also appear after, after the beastmen commanders get in. Um, so that's the plan with the Slanchy Battle Show. We'll see where that goes. Uh, as the start of the plan, I picked up a Bray Shaman, uh, which is the, the plastic, it's basically the beastmen wizard. Um, mm-hmm. it's a really, it's a really nice little kit. It's just one of those little plastic blister kits. Uh, it was the weirdest plastic kit I've had because I haven't had a plastic kit from Games Workshop before with, uh, like mold residue left on it. Oh, right, okay. Th- this was the greasiest bit of plastic I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like it, it was shiny. It fell out. It like fell out from between my fingers at the slightest provocation. Uh, I had to wash it <laughs> a couple of times. <laughs> It was, must have just been like really, it must have been like the first one out of a particular casting bunch or something where they just liberally doused the whole mold just like minutes before with the mold release agent or something. But yeah, it went together fine. It's a really nice model. I'm probably going to clip a couple of bits off and stick some more Slaneshi stuff on. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. what else? Uh, I might have mentioned, no, I don't think I mentioned this. I built a contorted epitome, uh, which is the new mirror with two heralds Slaneshi unit. I built it. About three days before the battle tome came out, because I got tired of waiting, and also I didn't want to pay money for one. Um, <laughs> good but, reason, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, good reason. Uh, so I used the that the attendants from the Bloodrack Shrine slash Cauldron of Blood kit. So the the two witch elves who normally have spears who are like guarding the steps up to the cauldron. Uh, they are the two heralds. They've got claws, and one has a whip now. 
Uh, they got some head swaps to make them look a little more demonetti. The mirror is from the Bloodwreck Shrine version of the kit, because I'm not using the mirror in my big Slanesh Chariot build thing with that. Uh, and then I dug into the depths of my bit box, and amongst a dune of sand, I found two tails from the old Tomb King's Snake Cavalry, uh, which work perfectly as tentacles. So they've, there you go. they've been sacrilegiously cut to pieces and glued on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I felt really bad. Like if I, if I could find the rest of the sprue, that sprue probably would have been worth like a hundred bucks, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I only had this one little corner of the sprue. I'm like, oh, well, I'm, they're not going to be used for the actual models, obviously at this point. So, uh, might as well. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, what else? So, um, I'm, might have mentioned on the last show that the Chaos Lord of Slanesh and the old Chaos Lord of Slanesh on Demonic Mount models were just discontinued by Games Workshop literally mm-hmm. about six hours before pre-orders for the Slanesh Battle Tone <laughs> went up. They are... Actually, that's the one weird thing I have with the book. They are not in the book, which is fine. They still have War Scrolls in Grand Alliance Chaos. They still have points in the General's Handbook. But... They are in the book. They are in Head Knights of Slanesh in the Path to Glory section. They're your mortal choices for leaders. And I mm-hmm. don't know, I don't know why they're in there. If they're not in the actual book, it feels weird to me. Like, I, I know why they're there as an option. So you can have a full mortal Head Knights list with Path to Glory there, but it feels a little weird. Um, <clears throat> but I managed, I managed to nab a little metal Sig Vault off of eBay. Bef- I think before anyone realized that they were now completely out of production so you couldn't even get the resin ones anymore uh and he arrived yesterday and i put him together uh last night this morning uh oh time is ooh, time is convoluted i think it was last night i'm pretty sure it was late last night i put him together um <laughs> pretty sure it was late last night I, I put him together so he came with his slaughter base uh so i popped that on a 40 millimeter circle base so he's a little taller uh, nice. I've left a shield off for painting. I don't think I'm going to do anything to him conversion wise. Cause I really like, like him. He's like one of my favorite, like individual fantasy hero models from any, any company's line. He's fantastic. Um, so I'll probably leave him as is. I've scattered some stormcast helmets across his base because obviously he's a flawless swordsman, this Lord of Chaos. Uh, <laughs> The one thing with the one I got is the the sword is a little dented, and I'm kind of really, really tempted to paint it all beat up and rusted and and all super old looking, so I can say it's actually the original Sliver Slash uh, that Sigmund yeah. wielded. Which also that's yeah, that good. that's a that's a relic now in uh, the Slanesh Battle Tome, so you can take oh, Sliver Slash. Yeah, it's a oh, it's a cool. pretender's relic that gives two more attacks to one of your weapons, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone's going to put it on the Keeper of Secrets big crab, claw- crab <laughs> yeah. claws and say these crab claws are the legendary sword sliver slash. I'm like, sure, sure, okay, <laughs> yeah, whatever, <laughs> sure, fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he looks really good. I'm going to prime him up tomorrow if the weather holds. I stare outside at the clouds slowly creeping in. Uh, <laughs> but before I prime him, I'm going to make a mold of his shield because his shield is incredible. It's this beautiful little curved round shield with spikes at the eight points to represent a chaos star and the symbol of Slanesh very delicately on it. And I have a feeling in the future I'm going to want to reproduce that for something. So I'm going to make a mold of it now and then forget about the mold for a year and then go, oh, perfect. Have exactly what I need to pump out like 15 more of these for 
don't know, some Chaos Wars <laughs> or something. Who knows? Um, <laughs> if I forget to do that, you will hear about it on Twitter. Because <laughs> yeah. I will be very angry <laughs> yeah. with myself. Yeah. Um, no, you, you want to reward yourself in the future when you go, oh, thanks, Pass Cameron, for, yeah. <laughs> for doing for that. You've saved me a good ahead. job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm practical I'm, of you. Yeah, I've, I've got a, I've got a good I've got a good um, history with making molds of things, forgetting about them, and then going, oh, perfect! I needed a mold of that, so hopefully this is one in a long line. Um, apart from, that was that was basically all my hobby. I did do a little more reading. Uh, again, people will remember a little while back, Mescorif, uh Mescorif, Mescora, uh sent me the Liber Chaotica Ultimate Edition, one with all five books. I've been reading heavily from that because it's just a good read. Uh, mm. it's, it's very hard to make out the bits that are t- made to look as though they're handwritten though. So that's where most of my time has been going is like slowly deciphering. <laughs> it feels very in character. I'm like slowly deciphering this mad tome, like looking at all the <laughs> little comments in the corners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's a, it's a beautiful, fantastic book. Again, many thanks for letting me, well, not letting me have it. I did pay for it, but for, <laughs> for effectively giving it to me free compared to the prices other places on the internet wanted for it. <laughs> Um, and it is, it is being well loved and it is being used. Thank you. Um, yeah, that, that was literally my hobby. I built like a couple of things and did some reading. That's all I've been able to do these two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. It's good. It's, you know, uh, that's better than most of my weeks, to be fair, even though I've actually, (laughs) you know, I've done a fair bit actually this week, Mm, the last couple of of days. I'm looking forward to hear about it. Yeah, I I don't know what's I don't know what's wrong with me. Um <laughs> so yeah, um what I've been doing. I went halves on the Battle of Pelennor Fields box set. I know we taught Warhammer and this is technically Middle Earth Lord of the Rings, but you know, this game's workshop. Yeah. So I sort of hinted at last episode, I believe, that you know, me and a work colleague are looking to get into playing it. And so we went halves on the box set, which is the starter set, which is mm-hmm. you know, really good value. And basically yeah. we bought a second rule book separately and then just, you know, offset it against the full price and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. um, I've got the good side. So I've got the Rohan and the Warriors of the Dead side and mm-hmm. uh, my workmate has got the evil side. And mm-hmm. so that worked out nice. So uh yeah what the the slight snag with it when it arrived uh so i I ordered it came to me i then you know started looking into the box separating it out and then unfortunately there was quite a bit of damage to i don't know half a dozen or so of the models in there mainly Mm. unfortunately my side (laughs) of it uh it's just the way that the box had been packaged it wasn't actually the Mm. not it wasn't the sort of the you know in the mail or anything like that you know we've got it from alchemist workshops and you know that was absolutely fine it was just purely that the inside packaging uh, like the sprues had basically Mm. overlapped with each other and and obviously because it comes with a lot of full models they ended up sort of snapping each other basically um so i contacted games workshop they said well you know first of all go back to who you bought it from first if not come back to us and i thought well i can't go back to alchemist workshops about this because Mm. i've started separating it out and it's not really their fault to be fair they've not done anything wrong it's just the way that it's been packaged at the factory so i went back to games workshop told them that sent them some photos and then 
to be fair, they have sent me full box replacements for, <laughs> for these. So, so, um, <laughs> because I think that's the only way they can do it. So, yeah. like, you know, of the, of the 20 Warriors of the Dead, which I think about three of them were broken, mm. um, I've got a whole box of 20 that was sent to me <laughs> because they haven't really got a way of sending me three. So I've got more <laughs> Warriors of the Dead than I was expecting. I mean, um, yeah, and it's pretty the, good. you know, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, that's really cool. Um, and what's even cooler is at the moment, unless something changes, we've got our first game penciled in for next Ooh. Sunday uh, to actually proper, you know, I'm actually playing a games workshop game, <laughs> hopefully next weekend. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, to be fair, it'll be to the point where as long as everything's built, I won't bother, you know, we're not focusing on painting yeah. them for yeah. next weekend. It's just more just get them on the, you know, get on it and learn the rules really. So, um, mm. I don't know. I mean, I think we're planning to play the full game. If not, we may play battle companies, which is the, the kill team version for yeah. middle earth, basically. Um, and, this sort of thing that I've just been talking about is actually set me on a course of actually building stuff. I've just gone Ooh. for building crazy in the last what day or so. So it, it was, it was a Friday or no, it was a Thursday night. I think it was a mm. Thursday night and I was just a bit bored really. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to build something. And I know obviously for people that have listened to this show previously, you may have heard that I was sort of, I'm on a bit of a hobby hiatus because I've been quite frustrated with the building side of things. And I thought, mm. Uh, you know, I get stressed about it and then I make mistakes and then, you know, it's a bit of a vicious circle. So I built um, five corn blood warriors that were kicking about and I just really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, I, I didn't make any mm. mistakes. You know, I was happy with the way the build, you know, went. So I built the five of them on and then in the morning, I then put to the, together a slaughter priest that I had and mm. I was like, yeah. He's looking, he's looking amazing. So really good model as well. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then what did I do next? And then when, like, you know, in the evening I, I built 20 warriors of the dead for my, you know, for my <laughs> middle earth army. And it's like, what, what, what's going on? I never build this much in this amount of time. <laughs> it's, and, and it's almost like something's just click. Oh, actually, sorry to say, I, I also built Karanak as well. Mm, um, yeah. the, you know, the corn. Uh, you know, big dog hound. Yeah, and, big uh, dog. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he is a big dog. And yeah, I, I mean, I had to go to GW and ask for the instructions as well. And to be fair, mm. I managed to get the instructions within like a quarter of an hour. I emailed wow. them saying, can I have the instructions, please? Because it's one of those builds that could be a bit funny. Mm. You know, it's got a lot, of, you know, with monsters and things like that. They often have parts that look quite similar. Um, yeah. So I, I just wanted to make sure I got it the right way around <laughs> more than anything, because <laughs> I got the model off uh, eBay initially. Yeah. And yeah, 15 minutes later, GW nice. sent me the instructions. Yeah. And I get on him. So yeah, so I built... I've built like almost 500 points of blades of corn <laughs> in the last day or so, as well as starting my Middle Earth army as well. So yeah, it's, it's surreal. I'm actually, you know, building stuff and yeah, getting stuff yeah, done, yeah. which yeah, is really cool. Um, and then onto the reading side of things. Um, I finished the buried dagger, which is the mm. final Horus heresy novel before it switches to the siege of terror. And one we're hopefully covering next episode. If, all goes mm. to plan so i really enjoyed that to be honest Excellent. and but Excellent. 
I'll talk more about it when we when we cover it. Um, I read The Red Hours, but then that's quite handy because that's what we're <laughs> going to be talking about <laughs> late at the show. So again, I'll, I won't say any more. Um, and on this novella train, I decided to, for a change of pace, I started to read and finished Wanted Dead, which is the Necromunda mm-hmm. novella. Uh, I believe yeah. you've read that as well. Yeah, you? I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, it's uh, it was really good. Um, I must admit, it was nice to have, a, like I said, a change of pace from mm. AOS and, and 40, yeah. 40k. Um, the one thing that I found a bit, well, not confusing, it was, it was the fact that it was, it's written with no chapters. Mm. So it's literally one continuous story. <laughs> you don't, I mean, and it can, sometimes it, it feels hard. You feel like you're literally reading one whole story, which is not the end of the world because it's about mm. know, 120 pages or so, but it felt quite intense at times because you sort of feel like, you know, you'd like, where's the break in this? <laughs> but, uh, but no, if you really like your Necromunda, it's all about, uh, an Escher gang and uh, mm. dealing with, you know, Goliath gangs and, and yeah. also how you, how you see the underhive as well. So I, again, if you've got any inkling towards Necromunda, uh, pick it up. It's really worth a, a read. Um, mm. and then I finished Plague War as well, which is obviously mm-hmm. the sequel to Dark Imperium. And I really enjoyed it, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm, I've been, I've been really looking forward to this one because it's only just come out on Audible and I think the paperback is due later this month yeah uh, so again you've read it i think have you need to yep. pick up the hard um, yeah yep. picked up the hard back um, when it came out because death guard represents yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah my boys and uh yeah i just i i've been dying to read it but i must admit i just didn't get around to getting the hardback of it so mm. i yeah i really enjoyed it uh, yeah again it's difficult without trying to say too much because again there'll be people out there still yet to experience it but if you liked the first one you will definitely like this one, I believe. It's a bit more, it's got a lot more action in it, I think, than compared to the first one. I think Dark Imperium is a novel that's obviously set in the scene of, you know, of current day 40k mm. with, you know, Primaris Marines, what, uh, Gilliman's up to, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, whereas this one is obviously just a natural continuation of it. Um, and to be honest, I think if you are a bit funny about, uh, Gilliman in general where you think oh he's a bit boring and things mm-hmm. like that because he you know he does get that sort of reputation at times yeah this yeah. book may change your mind on him a bit I I, I mean I've always quite liked him but <laughs> I like him even more <laughs> after, mm, yeah. after Plague War he is he, he gets very badass in it so again go and check it out if you've not uh, if you've not checked it out yet um, again again I think if you if you were a bit you know, so so on the first book. I think this one may turn you around a bit more because mm. it just feels like there's a bit more going on. It's less less bureaucratic in a way yeah. uh, compared to the first one. But uh, you know, go check it out. Um, mm. And then lastly, uh, I haven't started it yet because of all the other ones that I've just mentioned. But I have bought Maledictions, which is the the Warhammer horror mm. little compilation of novellas um, and short stories. And I'm going to start that next week, and I will tell you more next episode <laughs> when i've had a chance to read it uh so yeah i've um yeah been quite busy you know i've been building yeah. quite a bit i've read quite a bit and getting myself ready for tomorrow for warhammer fest you know so looking forward to it right okay so that's been the hobby section uh we'll take our first little break and then when we're back we'll get stuck into the news and we may have even some breaking news who knows mm. back soon And welcome back. It's news time and 
as we said earlier, Warhammer Fest is, well, going to start revealing news in about nine minutes' time, as of this recording. Mm. <laughs> so uh, let's dilly and dally for nine minutes <laughs> with speculation <laughs> and see if something drops. <laughs> so we can da, da, catch it. <laughs> I mean, well, we, I think we've got lots to talk about already. First off, yes. first image, Vermintide 2 Winds of Magic sneak announcement. I don't know if that's already been talked about or anything. Um, I just noticed it as like a little sticker in that big pile of catalogs they apparently mm. are giving you. Yeah. It says Vermintide 2 Winds of Magic. I'm interested to know. Oh, no. I, sh- I should play more Vermintide. I should re-download that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. I, I played the first one a few times. It's actually really, mm. really good. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not really up to date with the second one. So I, like you said, that Winds of Magic sticker yeah. that's shown i don't know if that's already been announced or it's just yeah it's already mm. a thing mm. so it <laughs> may be maybe not <laughs> uh they have showed off a a uh sort of preview shots um of sh- in, in shadow of um oh, of God, silhouettes I'm so excited mm. so what do you think right so we you can see one is clearly a tank of some sort yep. yeah um what are you thinking that's going to be potentially 100 percent Something with Skatari. I'll tell you why. Point the Ooh. first. Notice the two weird Y-shaped antenna near the back. Exactly mm. the same as those on Skatari's backpacks. Mm. Yeah. Also, uh, the little dude popping out of the hatch on the back is clearly wearing either a hood or a Skatari-style helmet. <laughs> so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. I, guess, I guess it could be like Deathcore or something, maybe. But like, yeah, I'm, I'm putting my money on Admech stuff for that one. Yeah, and and they've sort of hinted at it, which is sort of part of the news we were mm. going to cover anyway. Whereas, yeah, at the it was at the Australian preview last weekend mm. or last week where they've something they actually sort of, happened in my country. Yeah, <laughs> <Hooray>! <laughs> it's uh, yeah, they sort of hinted at that there's going to be a admec transport mm. of some sort, mm. you know, through a a well through a trailer, wasn't it really? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what that could be. I mean, I I agree. I think it's mm. you know a Skatari transport of some sort. So yeah, uh, yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, it looks but- big and boxy. It's got a little <clears throat> turret on the top. Oh, that, that's the only thing. It looks almost too boxy to be Admech. Like Admech tend to be a little more organic, but they mm. also don't have just a big feckin' tank. Yeah, so who knows <laughs> yeah. what their big tanks would look like in contrast. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, to, <sighs> in my mind, I was thinking, oh, is it going to be another Primaris one? Because obviously, again, the Primaris vehicles Ooh. need, up, you know, need a bit of an mm. uplift or adding to more than anything. So I know yeah, you've got the Repulsor, yeah. but, you know, the, to me, the, the Primaris Marines do need another form of transport in some sort of way. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but Absolutely. I... But then, like you said, I can't see it. I could see it being it from the actual, the look of it. Mm. But like I said, with the, the, the guy, you know, hanging outside the hatch, that doesn't oh, yeah. look like a Primaris. That's marine. not a, that's not a space marine of any kind. Uh, no. So I think look it's how more weak like that your... wrist is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at those weedy shoulders. <laughs> um, no pauldrons. But... He is not a <laughs> exactly. Uh, but more interesting is the other one in mm. the same image. Now, yeah. what are you speculating yeah. this is going to be? Okay, so I actually have three three potentials here. One Ooh. I know it's definitely not. One I know it probably is, and one that I kind of hope it is. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. Going to do them in that order. Number one, one that I know it's almost definitely not. It's a Tomb King's thing. It's a guy. <laughs> 
or or a girl. We can't tell gender in the blackout thing, but it's it's some it's some humanoid form running forward. They've got a small short sword in one hand, but they're just covered in scorpions and snakes. Mm-hmm. And which faction loves scorpions and snakes? That's yeah, it's obviously Tomb Kings. Come on, <laughs> work with me, everyone. It, it's a mum. It's a mummy assassin. <clears throat> Who uses the venoms of the still living creatures? I don't know, something like that. Um, then the one that it probably actually is, character from the serpent symbol Warcry tribe, because yep. one of the one of the tribes there has the serpent symbol, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's probably what it is. But what I hope it is, <laughs> I hope, I hope it's one of them shadow elves we keep hearing about oh. on the corners, on the corners of rumor and not rumor, because. Again, elves, in particular, Malarian slash, uh, god, what was his name? Malekiths. Yeah, cause same guy, different names yep. over different yep. times. Uh, <laughs> he got rebranded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he, he got turned into something they had copyright for. Um, <laughs> but in the old world, the, the Druchi or the Dark Elves were quite fond of assassins and venoms and venomous beasts. And I think they might be that now. It would be really cool, I think. I think it'd be pretty rad. Mm. I'm, I'm into that idea, but no, it's almost definitely a Warcry thing, which is still really cool. But like, come on. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Give it to <laughs> me. Give me two kings or shadow elves. One of the two. <laughs> I, I agree with you, to be fair. I think that you're right. I think it is a Warcry character, to be fair. Uh, mm. Like you, I'd love, I mean, I would love there to be something massive like a shadow elves uh, mm. drops at Warhammer Fest. I mean, like I said, they are hyping it up. I know that that's obviously their job, but if you mm. sort of look under it, they're saying, you know, they put it in italics. This is going to be a massive event. I it suggests they're dropping a lot of news yeah. in this event. I know oh, that's yeah. obviously the whole point, but like there's certain things that, 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 you know, could, uh, you know, be, because obviously you think last year, was it last year we had the plastic sisters at Warhammer Fest? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's Emperor a massive willing. thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's, Where you know, so, they? well, they're on the way. It's all right. They're on they're the coming. way, don't we? We're getting a plastic cheapy sister soon. I guess yeah. that counts. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I, I think you, if we if we saw the, the light elves or shadow elves being dropped, I would, I think oh, I'd lose man. my shit, to be honest. It would be so good. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I, I've been way for It's the perfect time, Slanesh just just came out as a slightly bigger threat within the story. It's time to expand upon who's going to be fighting Slanesh the most. It's obviously, come on. Come on, Games Workshop. You can do it. I believe in you, buddy. Exactly. Give, give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but this they've, is a lot of speculation. Oh, they've spaced out the, the previews quite nicely. So looking at today, so again, as of what, 12 o'clock lunchtime, you've got the mm. 40k one, then and then obviously yeah, they're every hour from then onwards. So then you've got the heresy yeah. stuff. Then you've got Necromunda and Blood Bowl, then AOS, and then finally finishing off with Middle Earth. So yeah, yeah, which that's nicely And you'll get out. to go see another Horus Heresy one tomorrow afternoon as well, which is good. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I think with the uh, the seminars tomorrow, we're just going to aim to see what we can get, really, because we're sort mm, of, I mean, yeah. the guys are still trying to sort out <laughs> what time and everything to meet. So, and yeah, obviously, it yeah. depends what's there. And obviously, some of them will go really quickly. So, I think we'll just mm. get what, you know, get in a seminar yeah. that we that's available, really. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're literally yeah, one... On. One minute ten, away. Ten more seconds of waffle. <laughs> I've been watching this. <laughs> Ready with that refresh button. And then the website oh. crashes. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's not going to be five on the dot or ten on the dot your time. It it never will be. <laughs> no, they they wouldn't do oh. that to us. They they know we're waiting in anticipation. Oh, they they know there's at least there's at least four other groups of people crowded around microphones doing the exact thing we're doing. Exactly. Which, dear listener, we're wasting your time. Yeah, for a so, live. Oh, it's five o'clock. <laughs> Refresh. <laughs> See what? Oh no, nothing happened. No. <laughs> No. Okay. Well, what we'll do Shame. is we'll carry we'll carry on with the normal news that we had mm. planned, and then we'll just keep it. And we'll check and in. We'll check in in like ten minutes and see how yeah, it's going. See what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Let's start with the forty k stuff. So mm. they've obviously announced a while ago that there was going to be a kill team elite expansion, which yes. I think to be for, to be honest didn't surprise anyone because obviously. No. People want to be able to use those models as well, you know, get your Terminators and, and Wraith Guard mm. in. And that is now up for pre, pre-order today, I yeah, believe. Yeah. So and that'll be out. It's next more week. elite than we were thinking because, uh, it doesn't only bring elites, it also brings new commanders, a new commander skill tree for legendary hunters, so sneaky commanders, and it brings chapter tactics mm. to kill team. Yes. Yeah. Also, something I didn't think they'd do is it brought Death Shroud Terminators, so watch out, everybody. <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some interesting ones in there that I wasn't really expecting. Um, mm. Like, there's a couple of named characters in there from memory as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the um, um, Eldari Il- one. Ilric? <clears throat> yeah, the Ni- Night Spear. Yeah. yeah. And Sly um, Marbo. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't have Kill Team without Sly, I guess. <laughs> That's where he was made for, really, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where so, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's nice that, I mean, come on, it's, it's something that we always expected them to do, but it's nice that they've, they're still building upon Kill Team. I know we said it before, mm. but they're not just dropping it and, so, you know, like a flash in the pan sort of release. Yeah. So, no, it's still good that, you know, they're, doing support in that way for it and it'd be interesting if they do yeah. more because I, I think they haven't re- really shown anything else have they from memory for the next expansion it's not, gone a bit quiet not that i know of no but i think that's fine because there's a lot to work with here for starters battle suits for tau which is going to be interesting to work with mm, and yes. um deep striking in kill team which mm. that's a that's a tiny board to deep strike on yeah. so you can deep strike within uh it's more than five inches away but it costs command points to deep mm. strike units in now so like yeah i know i'm really i'm really interested to give this a go again as, as i said i'm just going to bring a ton of death Shroud terminators and see if anyone can stop that because i don't i think they're basically perfect for kill team they've got a lot of mm. really high quality melee if you teleport in more than five inches away they still have plague hand flamers basically so they'll still be in range of those so like i, I feel a death Rail champion is going to be really good because they can teleport in with two with two plague hand flamers <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just hose something down for 2d6 auto hits and then charge in uh well the next turn because you charge in the movement phase and kill team but when they charge in they'll be charging in with some real good <laughs> with some real good melee i don't know i'm i'm really excited to see how it changes things up. New missions as well, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that yeah. kind of good stuff. And yeah, uh, and also, if you, hey, if you play Death Guard and Kill Team, you don't need uh, heavy specialists anymore because we get our chapter tactic, which is being a heavy specialist. So Yeah. I yeah. think it's uh, no, it's, it's really making it mm. quite a dynamic game now. So, oh, um, yeah. And also, there'll be just people itching to use those models. I mean, the fact now you can have oh, stodies yeah. in there, which... Oh, <laughs> yes! <laughs> the banana boys arrive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man. So, yeah, so that's, oh. like I said, that is up for pre-order today and will be out next week. Mm. Uh, right, what's next? 40K. Uh, yeah, they've hinted at a new Chaos Knight kit, or at least an upgrade kit, potentially, mm-hmm. for um, your Chaos Knights. So obviously, they released the Renegade Knights Index, was it last year sometime, wasn't it? A free... Yeah. One yeah. to download, which was very nice of them to yeah. do so. And, and it was yeah. also uh, printed and chapter approved, which is handy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, it, you know, they, again, they've just shown off a little trailer at the, the Australian preview earlier than mm. the week. And, yeah, I mean, it sounds very exciting because obviously you, yeah. you, you're still building your uh, Nurgle night from memory. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, it still exists, guys. I haven't forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many there's just so many things i've been so busy um no i'm very excited for this i'm i really liked this because it was a cute it was a really cool trailer it's like a little artsy animated one which is really really great but it spawned so many fantastic uh image image memes of the the smiling guardsman there's like yeah night's coming there's like oh it's got lots of spikes. <laughs> got lots of spikes and these birds are circling ominously around it. Uh, <laughs> no, um, I, I'll be interested to see what exactly it is. Because there's like a Forge World Chaos Knight kit, which is actually looks really, really good. And I'm interested to see if this is just going to be not a plastic copy of that, but maybe a, something along the similar lines like... Here's a plastic upgrade kit, or hey, Forge World's doing a line of mutated horrible heads, etc. Who knows? It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, no, I agree, and and it's a bit. Out, I wasn't. It's a bit out of the sorts really because I wasn't really expecting this as such. You know, of mm. all the things that you know, you sort of, it sort of felt that knights were sort of been and gone. Really, you know, obviously yeah. they had their codex, yeah. and then the index came. You know, not long after, but there's a bit of a gap between. Mm. So you think, oh, you know, knights yeah. are out there attention for a while so i was quite surprised oh, at man. this but actually you know that there's one thing i want from a chaos knights update What's that? i want i want the dominus class knights to be treated like the questorus one so a, a questorus chaos knight or renegade knight can freely choose between any weapon combos right mm-hmm. including things like dual gatling cannons i want to take a dominus class knight with two harpoons <laughs> <laughs> yes and just and just walk up to titan and go you're effed, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be completely useless against anything but like the heaviest of vehicles. But yeah, it'll be so well, good. Yeah. That's hardly be a night a night killer, wouldn't it? So yeah. Oh yeah. Happy or days. Volcano lances or whatever they're called. But yeah, lots, lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. It's fine. It's great. I'm refreshing the Warhammer community page. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm half listening and half refreshing. Still not updating it. <laughs> Come on! You no. said it would be said to be now. Yeah, disappointed. Yeah, well, I suppose, <laughs> like I said, the doors have only been open what six minutes, so that we may yeah, look, we may not. To be fair, we may not see anything until a couple of hours when they do the first preview. To be fair, that's, that's possible. However, I trust the people on Twitter to be taking photos of everything within arm's reach. <laughs> <laughs> do our bidding, <laughs> find us <this> news. <laughs> yeah, we've got a we've got breaking news comment from Chris O'Neill at O'Neill C eight two. Fuck's sake! Should have went to Warhammer Fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just checking out Miss- Twitter feed, and that's at the top. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's starting with disappointment. <laughs> right. Uh, next, um, we like I said, we've already covered the Admac transport, mm. which they hinted at. Um, so we'll yep. move on yep. to the Iron Father. So yes. this is real left field. Um, so obviously, Primaris Tech Marines 
don't exist mm. at the moment, you know, model wise. And obviously it's something, you know, that's inevitable, I'd say. And yeah, all of a sudden we get the eye, an actual, what's well, looking to be an actual Iron Hands name character because you yeah. know, in the in the preview, it says Iron Father, which obviously is the the name of of Tech Marines in that particular chapter. But I think someone was hinting at online that his name is on his model somewhere. Yeah, and that's he's actually, actually in a character. An obscure, yeah, he's an obscure Iron Hands character. I looked up his wiki when someone pointed that out to me. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I've, I mean, there's there's like zero information on what he does. It's just like uh, he must have been mentioned offhand in an old codex or something. But mm. like he exists. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just taken aback really because again, it's one of those mm. where where's that come from? I mean, again, I'm not not tech marines, your primaris tech marines, but the fact that an, an actual Iron Hands character. It's just yeah, I mean, it's great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's fantastic. It's just. Where, why Weird. you know where's that yeah. come from <laughs> i mean maybe that maybe they're finally willing to take risks uh <laughs> test the water yeah. go yeah you know put out put an eye hanks character it's fine <laughs> he looks amazing though as well oh he, he looks is so a good. gorgeous looking model he's so I mean, many people are going to strip that apart to make a tech marine <laughs> absolutely and and to be fair it may it may be a double kit potentially um mm. that's what yeah. i hope hoping so anyway um yeah. but you know we'll see we'll mm. see uh right so again it's just a, a screenshot they showed of him so um mm. again we're yeah. not we don't have any dates yeah. yet of as and when uh <laughs> right what's next uh yeah i suppose the last uh aos sorry aos 40k thing <laughs> is uh the leaks for space marine heroes series three which then i think now they, they've yes. officially shown yeah they, which you're going to be happy about <laughs> oh i'm so happy about this you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so revel in it cameron what are they what are they showing off so they're doing space marine brackets anti i'll close brackets heroes series three brackets one it's death guard yay Oops. Exactly. Yeah, okay, you're still here. I thought you went awfully quiet. I thought you died. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I, was, I, I thought I thought because uh, you would be reveling for a while. I thought I'd just have a cheeky drink. Come on, you. <laughs> what That's alright. Yeah. No. Um. They they've shown off. Uh, it looks to be a plague caster as one of them, and a guy with a plague spear. I think. Yeah. From memory, tro- trolling through my photo album to see if I can find. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, a sorcerer slash plague caster and a guy with a plague spear. They both look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they look so good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. No, I'm excited to see what the rest of the series is because presumably there'll be like four to six more of these guys. Yeah. I mean, I would assume there'd be like seven total, right? To just yeah, that would make, make yeah. things but- make things correct. <laughs> yes, keep Nurgle happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, these are only going to be in Japan initially, aren't they? From what I've seen, but obviously there'll be ways. Uh, for, I mean, for the near near future, like series one yeah. came here, and series two is coming here in September. Yeah, so uh, next year so, maybe. Uh, maybe maybe early next year. Who knows? Mm. Um, I know. I'm, I'll be I'll be ordering them from overseas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll bet you. Will. <laughs> yeah. So. Meme alert. Uh, oh, oh. let me, let me just, let me just send you a pic, an official Games Workshop picture quickly, Matthew. Oh, okay. The tag, the tagline for contrast paints is finally 
one, one thick th- coat. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. That is oh, really good. Oh, so good. That's a beautiful yeah. picture as well. <laughs> yeah. So you've got a picture of a Primaris Marine on the uh, base handle, that obviously the Citadel base mm. handle, getting literally hosed with blue paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, this is this is really interesting because I've also sent you a little... um a little image from one of the pamphlets that you get going into Warhammer Fest mm-hmm. showing how contrast paints works. For those who know, who don't know, contrast was the thing teased a little back. I think we talked about it last episode. Uh, it's the, it's the 50 shades of gray plastic teaser item. Yep. Uh, it looks to be a combination of some kind of bone colored undercoat spray and then a single technical paint. And then you're basically done. That that's your model tabletop ready, which yeah, well it, that that co- that color on the model tabletop ready. You still got to do trim and stuff, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it basically is cutting out a step, isn't it? You're going from mm. rather than going from base, like it says, base to shade to then technical. You're going straight from contrast to technical. So you're basically it's combining base and shading, mm. isn't it? Fundamentally. Yeah. Which is really interesting. I guess, like, a lot of people are guessing that it's similar to the, the Nighthaunt technical paints, the Nighthaunt Gloom and Hexray Flame, which they're basically a thicker, more evenly placeable wash, which, yeah, it, it looks like it's just super, super pigment heavy, and you do one solid wash over a specific base coat, which I'm guessing is formulated somehow to help it spread properly. Maybe it's a gloss base coat or something. And, your 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 basic armor color whatever is done uh yeah looks like looks like it produces a really good result actually um so i'm really interested to give it a go actually just to (laughs) interrupt the community website has been updated with all the things you just said (laughs) 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 they've now got officially the meme and the the little excerpt you were just talking about and now you can see the ranger contrast thank you alex from the citadel color lab (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's actually the same guy that teaches you how to play Kill Team on YouTube mm, <laughs> on yeah, their yeah. channel as well. Oh my god, that, that <laughs> is a talented a guy. Of, that is a lot of contrast paints. Yeah, they've that, got that is a lot of paint. Holy it's crap! All, it, I know. I was expecting it to be a couple of colors, and literally, it's looking like it's at least fifty there. So it looks like it's going to be a good chunk of their range is going to be oh my god. having contrast wow. colors. Um, I mean, that, yeah. that's good. We got some good yeah. names as well. I'm here for Gilliman Flesh. Yeah. <laughs> is that Blood Angels Red, Black Templar? Is that one? Yeah. Black, yeah. Yeah. Achillean Green. Yeah. Um, Skeleton Green. Flesh Terror Red. Nice, nice. Yeah. Flesh Terror Red and Blood Angels Red are two distinct colors, as they should be. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. This that is, is this amazing. is actually re- really interesting. Because that, that's a, again, hey, it, go find a picture of this. That's a lot of different colors. And yeah. honestly, I'm just imagining all the Nighthaunt armies done in weird, wonderful colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, th- this is really interesting. Like, they even have like black paints. Yeah. Like, they have black Templar color and s- stuff like that. That's, that's cool. Oh my yeah. God. I'm, I'm interested to try this out. Yeah, because the thing is, the good thing is, like, like it, obviously what they're trying to do is that people will be able to, mm. like I said, get the Ultramarines blue there, and then they'll just be able to knock up their Ultramarines, you know, really quick yeah. or quicker. And then, But like you said, you know, if you've got an alternative scheme for something else, then mm. you're going to have such a range of colours. But I mean, look at some yeah. of the ones in the background. I'm just like trying to work out the ones in the background. I'm thinking there's some <laughs> gorgeous looking greens and purples oh, yeah. back there. 
Absolutely. Um, A bright yellow green, it looks like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, It'll also have a new contrast medium to help with blending glazes and smooth gradients for mm -hmm. pro painters. So if you don't want to just glop it on like a plebeian, uh, (laughs) you can carefully mix your exact ratio of contrast, I guess. Uh, And you can try it out if you're at Warhammer Fest today. Obviously, if you listen to this, you're not at Warhammer Fest today, but you might have been there. How was it? Uh, And it'll be hitting (laughs) shelves in June. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, that, that, God, that's here soon. Yeah. (laughs) Man. Uh, I feel, I feel for, I feel for my store manager having to make a bunch more space for paints in the shop. Um. (laughs) The thing is that, but you can see that this is going to be an absolute baseline of a paint range then now. I imagine, like you said, they will literally have a whole new shelf devoted to this. Oh, yeah. Because, Man, like you said, I'm, you know, this- I'm ready, I'm ready to finally paint one Space Marine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And see how quickly one you can knock space it up. Marine. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a, a good idea, actually. This is a really good idea. Because ultimately, like it was obviously hinted at in the trailer, is, is you want to be able to get some bulk units done quickly, or like I said, mm. especially if you want to get them tabletop ready. Um, yeah. That, no, like, I think this is great. The end result is it looks like it edge highlights. It it, yeah. it gives an effect where it looks like with the white undercoats, the thing has already been edge highlighted, highlighted and properly like recess shaded, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, but really, really cool. I'm trying to work out how that works. Like, yeah, um, it, it's got to be in like the way it disperses the the uh, the contrast paint over the special undercoat, I guess. Hmm. Something like so, that. It, it's some something to do with like the way the liquid moves it has to be. Oh, that's really weird. So I'm presuming you have to use their undercoat with the contrast Probably. paints. Like yeah. they have to be in tandem with each other. Mm. Cause mm, that'd be interesting if that's is or not the case. That'd be, yeah. Mm. Cause I'm sure people will try. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Some yeah. people will get normal. You know, someone's going to do this over lead, bel- <laughs> lead belcher spray or something. Yeah. <laughs> See what oh. happens. But then I'm, that I'm imagining make it all the rip- weird cool stuff. Yeah. 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 There. So, mm. wow. Oh. Oh, exciting, exciting times in technical, <laughs> technical paint ranges. Um. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Okay. So, right. What's next? So we'll move to the AOS side of things. Yeah. Um, so as we know, uh, Shanash stuff is out now, as obviously mm-hmm. Cameron was to alluding to in the hobby section, you know, yep. with the glorious new battle tome. So <laughs> yeah, it's all out now. Looking forward yep. to picking up some of that if you're into it. Um, and now we've seen more about Loon Curse. Uh, well, now, now you can actually pre-order Loon- it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Loon Curse was out today. I have a feeling Loon Curse is no longer out today <laughs> because yeah. apparently it's just impossible to get anywhere. Like, my, my local store was proudly posting on Facebook, hey, we have two whole boxes of Loon Curse left over after everyone's pre-orders. Uh, if you want it, you better get here fast because I don't think anyone else in the city has it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this has proven to be a massively popular box. Like, it sold out during pre-order. Like, a couple of days ago, I saw people going, hey, I can't pre-order Loon Curse anymore. <laughs> like. <laughs> it's no surprise, really, considering mm. how popular Carrion Empire was and obviously how guess, short, yeah. in short in supply that was as well. I suppose, mm. to be fair, Loon Curse is probably really popular because obviously there's a lot of people that are still starting 
uh, Gloom Spike gets armies, obviously yeah, off the true. back of the Battle Tome recently. And I suppose Sylvaneth, uh, luckily, they're quite a timeless AOS mm. faction. Like, they're yeah. not really needing a, a massive overhaul compared to others. So, yes. for some people, it's probably well. a, you know. I mean, we could also talk about that as part of this, I guess. Uh, Sylvaneth are coming mm-hmm. sometime, eventually, when the when I think the China-US bilateral trade agreement is, you know, fixed. Uh, <laughs> they, they put out a nice little video saying, I, I actually really like how forward Games Workshop as a company is being about this. Hey, guys, uh, Sylvaneth was going to be up for pre-order this weekend, effectively, was the idea, I believe. Mm-hmm. But because but because of customs and shipping issues, uh, a few countries don't have it. And it's not fair to say, hey, this country doesn't get the Sylvaneth release. With, you know, they're going to make sure all their releases are worldwide, I guess. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, which is fair. So we don't get Sylvaneth yet, but we know they have a new battle tome. We know they have... Three endless spells, quote unquote. One of them wasn't described really as a spell, which was a bit weird. Uh, mm-hmm. And new new wildwood models that look easier to move around. <laughs> yeah, they they called the awakened wildwood, and I I think they mm. confirmed. I think it was on Facebook that they yeah. are. You can use your old ones as well because obviously they cost yeah. a bomb, <laughs> and there'll be a lot of people. Oh, yeah pissed off if they can Very use their mad. old yeah. yeah so um yeah, yeah. The, these models are replacing the old ones like in physical sense not in rule sense i guess i would yeah. assume they they either have new rules that work alongside the old wildwoods or they completely replace the old wildwoods and use the same rules so yeah that's fine yeah. they should be the same footprint it looks like so yeah yeah, yeah exactly so we, we've looks good we'll, yeah, um, and we got, like I said, we got the endless spells. So we got the, so the wild worm, the spite swarm hive, and the vengeful skull root. Like I said, if those three yes. are definitely the the, the, the uh, endless spells, tree. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one it's just, just, just walking along on the tips of its roots. It yeah. looks like it's like it's, it's like you're someone that's dressed up for a Halloween. <laughs> event mm. and like they've decided to go oh, as a tree man. and they're sort of, like so they're tippy turning mm. around or look constantly yeah, shocked yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. it looks really good oh. what mm. what have you seen drew six drew 64 brings up an interesting point about the silhouette of the snake could also be a seraphon unit that's Ooh. actually fair those legs are a little thick yeah and a little weird looking actually maybe he's just jumping off a rock maybe he's got a backwards knee who knows <laughs> could, be, could be anything. Thank you for your commentary, Drew. <laughs> we'll, yeah. see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, moving swiftly on to uh, the most exciting thing Age of Sigmas had recently. And by exciting, I mean personally exciting because, ooh, I got flustered looking at these. Uh, <laughs> Warcry, Warcry has some big, beautiful boys coming yep. for it with the Untamed Beasts tribe. Which is, uh, fully into the barbarian tribe aesthetic. I love them. They are, they are the ones with like all the jawbone and tooth and bone weapons. They're dressed in ragged furs. <clears throat> they have gleaming exposed muscles. Um, they, they actually look really, really fantastic. Uh, and in the continued trend of Games Workshop having some level, level of, uh, gender equality, there are female models in there. I don't think a lot of people noticed. Because everyone's covered in like furs and running around with big bone weapons and things, but some of them are <laughs> definitely, definitely of the feminine persuasion, yeah, uh, shall definitely. we say, uh, which is awesome. And they get, they get a weird tusk lion thing as part of their team, which is awesome. 
<laughs> yeah. I like the yeah. more the more I see of Warcry models, the more I want to know about the actual like mechanics of the game because yeah. it's starting to look more and more necromunda-y and less kill teamy and I think that might actually be really good cuz been listening to some podcasts and according to them necromunda is apparently really 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 good mm. so i'm interested yeah if if there's just age of sigma necromunda pick your gang slash your different factions gang if you take one of the nine other factions yeah i'm interested yeah i, I must admit these aesthetically look amazing they obviously you got this sort of conan the barbarian theme going on here and they mm. just look awesome obviously for people that are fan of the dark oath models you'll love these yeah. as well because obviously there's oh yeah clearly an overlap with them here and yeah they i must admit model wise they all look absolutely fantastic um mm. yeah i i can't wait to see what these end up being <laughs> and like you said it, going back to it you know and obviously i've given my thoughts on war cry you know before obviously when it first got announced and and like i said i think that if it's more going towards necromunda style that's actually not a bad mm. thing saying yeah. that i think that it you know because it like i said i i mean i've not played the new necromunda i used to play the old one yeah. but supposedly the new one is very solid you know it's got a good mm. good rule yeah. set and if it's based on that then that's not a bad thing at all really so we'll yeah, exactly. see so yeah we've had two so we've had the the iron golems and now the untamed beasts shown off so yeah is it i think it's six isn't there originally yeah the, i i believe it was six yeah it's yeah. six plus nine non-chaos potential factions which is yeah brief. Still, Ooh. still a lot to go. I mean, presumably they won't have custom models. They'll just say, "Hey, you can use these units." But still, really, really cool. Oh man, <sighs> I'm so excited! There's lots of cool. cool and we've still got a whole weekend of more news to come as well. <laughs> well I'm going to be up until like midnight tonight, just tweet, tweet, yelling about every new thing that comes out. <laughs> soak it up son soak it up um mm. and just to finalize the aos side of things obviously they've shown off a bit more about forbidden power as well they've shown yeah. off the dominion of sigma which is this new sort of train piece uh i think it looks gorgeous as well yeah it's, it's, really it's nice. like a lot of different terrain pieces i think technically speaking like mm-hmm. it looks yeah. like apparently it's meant to be like the sector sets in 40k so it's terrain bits that can be put together yep and it looks like you can just build a big old sigmarite temple out of that which is mm. awesome yeah i really want some for dnd <laughs> <laughs> <I thought you laughs> that, that it looks so dope it's so yeah. good it looks yeah. really good and again it, it looks like it's a, a set that you could properly mix up yeah. as well either it, yeah. it's all interchanging but also if you wanted to rough it up as well you know if you wanted to Look, it make it look mm. like ruins because obviously it looks at the moment it looks really nice. But you know, if you wanted to, yeah, yeah get your exactly. hacksaw out and <laughs> <laughs> muck it up a bit, yeah, yeah. So bring it could that, look bring that motherfucking down. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, I don't think I've talked about it on the show, but the Slanesh Battle Tome talks a lot in its keyword specifications about chaos Slanesh units, mm-hmm. which yep. seemed which seemed redundant because if a unit is a Slanesh unit. Surely it has the chaos keyword. Mm. Potentially not. Oh, um, forbidden power is introducing mercenaries. Yeah, uh, so cross grand alliance alliances. Uh, technically, <laughs> like their their example was uh, actually really cool because I remember talking about this forever ago when I was reading a short story. Um, their example was a corn army hiring some fire slayers, mm. uh, which. 
was part of a short story that I read forever and a day ago. Like, I think literally, like, January last year, I was reading that book. <laughs> um, but, like, that's their example. So, you could presumably... I, I mean, I guess the way it works is the mercenary unit gets the main army's main keyword, but none of its other keywords. So, you could then have, say, an order slanesh or a destruction slanesh or maybe even a death slanesh unit. Yeah. And that's why they needed that specification in the spells and auras and things. Um, that's cool. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some interesting things happening. I, I, it's one of those things where I don't know how I feel about it yet. I think it's one of those sort of situations where hopefully if they restrict it, you don't get these mm. weird, silly combinations. Because I suppose, yeah. aesthetically, I'm always, from the 40k side of things, I'm not a fan of soup. I was, yeah. I, I mean, I get, I get the point of it, but I, I mean, I'm, I like the AOS bit way of where you've got you're pretty much a mono army but you can have a little bit of allies here you go mm. and it's just like yeah that i quite like it's because i like it and i think with the whole soup thing it's just it's there to be abused and i think also i just like it when an army is an army you know of, of mm. a mono mm. army at, the, at best and i think is, this is one of those situations where it's one of those where it sounds cool but like it's not, again as long as you're not getting silly combinations yeah. you know you're not yeah. getting you know, destruction, stormcast, or I suppose it depends. I suppose it depends on how they want to do it. I mean, I don't mean yeah. when I say this. I don't mean from a rules perspective. Again, I don't. I mean more, mm. you know, from a narrative, you know, aesthetic sort of thing. You yeah, know, like yeah. you know, I want to know why. Why is that destruction army got some stormcast fighting in it? You know, like mm. that doesn't make any sense. Why would they be yeah. there? Um, if it's something where, like, if you had death with Stormcast, um, you go, okay, well, it's because they're, they've been reanimated in some sort of way. Oh, okay, fine. Mm. Or they're Chaos Stormcast. But, like, you know, but if it's just some Stormcast that are like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fight for Chaos. Like, no, that won't, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Literally, yeah, that would not yeah. happen. <laughs> I think, so. I think there are, su- I think they're going to restrict it in a way so that there are certain things that won't happen. Like, you won't get, Slanesh allying, allying into Daughters of Cain or Ideneth. You won't get Daughters of Cain and Ideneth allying yep. into a Slanesh army or anything like that. But I really like it as a way to expand things narratively. I think the best way for it would be to say you can now use your ally points for these particular out of alliance factions. Yeah. So like, say you're a Blades of Corn army, you can spend your 200 to 400 ally points on Fire Slayers, Caradron, uh, Iron Jaws would definitely work, things like that, and make a mm-hmm. list of out of alliance factions you could spend that in. But like, I I like it from a narrative point of expanding things because again, AOS you can do brand new things, and mm, there have been yeah. little there have been little nuggets here and there. Again, in similar short stories, to the one I read about things like you know, hey, there's this village where the Caradron overlords work with a bunch of orcs because like the orcs are. They're still orcs, they're still destructive and stuff, but they know not to mess with the dwarves, and the dwarves know that as long as they don't wipe out the orcs, they can exploit them and that kind of stuff. There's interesting stories to be had, I think, and it can make interesting themed armies, and I think as long as it's kept to like the ally points cap, you're not going to get any of that weird, hey, I took the most powerful possible combination soup style (laughs) stuff. Like, you're you're not going to have like a Stormcast army with also, hey, Nagash is here helping us out or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you might. That'd be weird. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes sort of sense. Can I, it's sort of going, going back to uh, Middle Earth, for example. I know that they mm-hmm. their ally system is is tiered in the sense that you have, you have I, c- I can't remember the 
names of them all, but like you've got Impossible Allies, for example, which I yeah. think is where they literally cannot be together. And then you've got like mm. the other end where they're like best buddies. So they share traits <laughs> and, and things. And then you get the middle ones yeah. where they're sort of, they're like, I think there's historic allies. I, I can't remember, yeah. but you've got like a middle ground where they're allies, mm. but you know, cause they're all on the same side, but because they weren't in the same timeline, they, they sort of, they don't, they can team with each other, but they don't, you know, they can't support each other. Like, you mm. know, from a, mm. like from a buff perspective and things like that. And it's all, yeah. you could yeah. have something like that where, you know, UK, you've got your mono army, you can have allies and then you can have mercenaries, but like, you know, the sort of tipping point is you, you know, they don't get mm. certain benefits or, you know, like yeah. just so it, it keeps it fair. So you don't get, like I said, this abuse that could happen, but mm. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's, it's interesting yeah, <laughs> at, the, yeah, very, at the very least. So we'll uh, watch the space. Yeah. All right. I think that's all the AOS stuff. So shall we get into our any other news segment? Do, 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 uh, yeah, <laughs> the other section. Yeah. It's, it, you've got uh, a hint. Well, not a hint. They did sort of basically say that the novella series one, <laughs> which obviously you and I are both mm-hmm. a fan of because we have read, you know, a good chunk of them. Yeah. Uh, from on a paperback point of view are going to be going unfortunately yeah. which i think is a real shame to be fair uh mm. i think it's some point in june i think like i said that the 26th I, of june 26 or, or 27th i think it was yeah, yeah something like that so, so uh, yeah get them while you can i still need to pick up nine and ten uh mm-hmm. which apparently ten's a jolly good read apparently according to you so i will get around to that <laughs> is that heart of that, winter yeah 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 you'll love that one it's great excellent <laughs> yeah so they yeah they've hinted that like well not again hinted they've said that the the paperbacks are going to be going obviously i'm sure you'll still be able to pick up the you know electronic books oh, yeah. version of it yeah because they won't go anywhere uh but the good thing is that it means that in november series two is going to be released mm. Hooray! yeah more novellas <laughs> to talk about <laughs> so yeah that's Man. yeah the other news well, there's one other bit of news. Uh, Matthew, please cast your eyes to the Warhammer 40k channel in our Discord, where Tresillian has helpfully posted an image for me. Oh, yeah, he's he's our reporter in the field today. He is literally yep. there today. Let's see what he has seen. Ah, yes. So, Get stuck into it. Games Workshop is partnering with Bandai, uh, a Japanese company, to produce only the coolest crap ever. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> look at that thing. Um, so, a f- it's going to be fully painted. The display model is grey. It is a 7-inch tall Primaris Space Marine action figure featuring multiple points of articulation, exchangeable weapons, and all sorts of other cool details. That thing is the size of a knight. I want <laughs> one. huge. I can it guarantee so you... I'm ga- I can guarantee you, like... At least 20% of people in the hobby are going to buy one of these, strip it, and paint it in their own chapter colors. Yeah. And I'm here for guaranteed. that. Like, yep. I'm going to get one. I might get two. I might turn one into a <laughs> Chaos Renegade. I don't know what I'll do. It looks so cool. I just want it on my desk to put him in all kinds of cool poses. Oh, God, that's that's the most awesome, useless thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks amazing. And, yeah, oh. I think for us that... You know, where we got our own little hobby rooms, I think it would be mm. wrong not to have one there, to be honest. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it should be compulsory. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the um the, the connection between Games Workshop and the Japanese side of the hobby appears only to be growing stronger and more powerful mm. and it's getting us all this cool stuff like Space Marine Heroes series, 
this enormous Primaris Marine, who I know someone's going to proxy as a knight in some game somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Come on, obviously. Um, but we're not only getting a big cool thing to put on your desk, we're also getting lots of little cool things to put on your desks. Uh, so they're making a chibi range of figures, which is the Japanese style of super big head, cutesy style, uh, things, including an auto hereticus inquisitor, an eversor assassin, a sister of battle, a skatari ranger, and a space marine. But here's a sneak preview live from the cabinet that Trusillian sent us. One of the ones is in that cabinet is not listed in the article. It's a gray knight. Look Ooh. at him with his little helmet and his storm bolt yeah. and his four sword right in the middle there. That's breaking news. Yeah, I say, oh, that's ah. amazing. He's oh, so I cute. want that one. <laughs> um, I want a little baby to, gray knight. <laughs> to scale, I think those are about the size of Terminator models, it looks like. Yeah, it's, something uh, like that. I, I have an image of the big model in the back next to a Primaris Marine, and the Primaris Marine's head comes up to about a, probably half a centimeter below the bottom of the kneecap on that model. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a big model again. It's a big, super cool toy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting! We like our toys. <laughs> oh, we love our we love our toys here at Realm and Ruin. Uh, let me double check. We haven't missed any other news. Just scroll through. Um, no. Ooh. Uh, also, uh, for Forbidden Power, guys, remember, they're releasing short stories, kind of like they did mm. for Blind Importance. So, read up on those. There's some cool stuff in the first one. Um, and you can pre-order the Acteus Mega Drill thingamajig from Forge World, which is cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's... The, that's the other thing. Yeah. Oh, mm. and you can order the Dreadnought Drop Pod as well. Yeah, um, exactly. And you can rebuy the, uh, Squigoth as well. Yeah. The Orc Squigoth. God, I love, I love the Squigoth. A spare 260 odd quid. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so oh, very I, exciting. I think very that's all the news indeed. though. Oh, yeah. So much good we're, stuff. We're, re- we're refreshing our, pe- <laughs> our uh, community site here, but no, unfortunately, mm. I think that's, no, that's it. Not but, for a little longer. But what, what, what we'll do is we'll, We'll finish up the new section now. We'll take our next little break. Uh, and then obviously we'll return and, and get stuck into the red hours. Uh, but like I said, anything mm. big that happens during it, we'll, we'll talk about it. So we'll sort yeah. of <laughs> take a, a break within that section as well. But, uh, yeah. So we'll, t- like I said, we'll take a break now and we'll be back shortly. And we are back. Uh, luckily, we decided to come back because we were getting quite excited mm. in the break, talking about contrast paints and looking oh, at, at stuff on Twitter and Discord and I'm seeing what's being this revealed. Close, <laughs> this close to jacking a plane to the UK. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that so, would require me leaving the house, which we know is heresy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got that recorded earlier. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so as said, for the uh, main law topic, uh, like I said, it was originally going to be the Head of Knights of Sanash, so we've had to do a quick mm. turnaround on this one. So, uh, luckily, I read it quite recently, and Cameron is recalling from memory on this one. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, re- I read it probably three or four months ago, and it's somewhere in the bottom of a box in the new house, so I'm not finding it. But <laughs> I want to give a shout-out... Um, 2 Plus Tough, I'm sure lots of people know who he is. He does mm-hmm. great Age of Sigma content on YouTube. Uh, he also does the occasional book review, and he did a book review of The Red Hours, which I watched a couple of times today to help myself remember what happened. So <laughs> re- thanks for that. That's That was a lifesaver, because I literally couldn't find any other resource or summary of the book anywhere. It was really mm. weird. I, I, I Google searched for like a good 30 minutes, and that was the only 
thing I found. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because yeah. what, I, what I tend to do is when I read a book, um, an, a Warhammer book, I tend to look uh, look at reviews for it because I think just or other opinions, just because there may be things that other people spot that you didn't and et cetera, mm. et cetera. And I did it obviously with this one. And you're right, there's nothing out there about this. But I, I think the only... The only one review I found, which is that yeah. um, horse's name, is uh, the guy at Track of Words. He does a lot of um, mm. Black Library reviews. He's got a website. He's on Twitter. He's a really yeah. good. He does yeah. some really good stuff. And yeah, he did. He does. He did a short review of this. And uh, but I think that was it. And <laughs> admittedly, I didn't look at yeah. YouTube. But yeah, it's, it's sort of which, uh, this book's gone mm, under the radar a bit. Which is a real shame because I think. Like cents per page, this is probably one of the best books in the in the Age of Sigma section for Black Library. Mm. It is. Hey, you you remember how these books are going away soon? Get this one. Yeah, it's cheap <laughs> yeah. as hell, and it's yep. really really good. Also, don't listen to the rest of this episode before you read it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, spoiler got, warning. Big spoilers. Because <laughs> I said we're going to be talking about the Red Hours by Evan Dickin. Um. Evan Dickin, as far as I know, has only ever done a couple of other little mini short stories. I think this is his first sort mm. of bigger type book, even though it is only a novella, not a full <coughs> novel. Uh, so he's he's relatively new, but he's, he's hit it out the park with this one, I must admit. Oh, yeah. So fingers crossed he ends up doing more AOS stuff. But um, I, w- I want a full series about the main character of this book. Yeah. That's all I'm going <laughs> to yeah. say there. Yeah. Yes, please. I want to know everything. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, as as custom, I will read out the back of the book. Uh, So, yeah, The Red Hours by Evan Dickin. At the bleeding edge of Shimon sits a lone outpost, the Grave of Heroes. Once a great fortress, it's now no more than a thinly disguised prison for exiles the people of Sigmar would rather forget. Into this ubiette comes Byron Hess, disgraced captain of the Sigmarite forces, who finds himself buried in a dead-end posting with a tiny garrison, ranging from the undisciplined to the almost heretical. While Hess attempts to instill some measure of discipline, the arrival of one of Shimon's brutal shard storms triggers a series of chilling events, quickly shifting Hess's priorities to simple survival. Not sure who to trust, Hess must overcome the ghosts of his past and the very real dangers of the present if he is to leave the grave of heroes alive. Hmm, that does actually sum it up. (laughs) Now, that's a really good blurb because it sums up the entire story. And also doesn't spoil one damn thing about the important yep. part of the story. <laughs> yes, which true. again, hey, this is this is your last warning. I'm going to do a little spoiler here. Byron Hess, <clears throat> he's actually Sigvold reincarnated from the old. That was a fake spoiler. If you listen to that, believe that you're a fool. Go read this. It's seven dollars <laughs> in Australia. Go read this book. <laughs> what are you doing? I think it's one of those where I, 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 I'm obviously trying to get around to reading all these novellas, but it's one of those that, I'll mm. be honest, looking at the cover and the name, it's one of those where I was like, nah, okay. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't, it doesn't stand out compared to some of the others. Like, let's be honest, when you, if you buy the novella set, you'll look mm. at War Queen, you'll look at the Bloodied Rose and things like that. They stand yeah. out like, oh, yeah. oh, Dark Oath, oh, you know, Sisters of Battle, where's this one? You see the front cover, and it's no, and I'm not saying this in a, any disrespectful <laughs> way, but you just see a, you know, Free Guild's captain on the front. It's called The Red Hours, and it's by an author that you're probably not familiar with. You know, it's one of those books you're like, mm. oh, okay. Yeah. But like you said, it is actually extremely I good, and it's one of the best. Is so, that a deliberate meta commentary on the contents of the book itself? Yeah. <laughs> or. 
Oh, yeah. we're getting deep in here before we even know what it's about. <laughs> true, true. Well, as always, oh. I'll ask you, Cameron. I know you've sort of already hinted at it, but what do you think about the book overall? <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a good book. I really liked it. Um, so I think I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure I'm basically paraphrasing from Two Plus Tough's video here. But the reason I like this book is it's the thing in Age of Sigma. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is really, really good. It's a great concept. I don't know why no one else has written it, but it's fantastic. It keeps you interested with like the characters are fairly simple, but they all feel real. Their interactions feel real and it just keeps the tension going. It lets it drop off a little bit, but it's always there in the background. There's always something going on until like the end. And I think it's really, really good because it's a thing in Age of Sigma, but the ending has the resolution that the original thing movie didn't have, which that movie's great because it doesn't have that resolution at the end. But I think mm-hmm. in Age of Sigma, where the story can continue outward and onwards from here, it's really good to know exactly what's going on at the end because it gets me so excited for stuff. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, you know what I should add to my Slanesh Force with, uh, God, what's it called? Uh, Forbidden Power. I should add a free guild ally. Yes, um, that would <laughs> be have very a free appropriate. Guild captain and some <laughs> handguns or something. <laughs> no, I, oh. I, I I agree. I think that, like you said, when you think of things of things like the thing, uh, so films like the thing, <laughs> that you know. A, a cult classic and you know and obviously mm. a fantastic story and and again like we said with aos you've got a situation where you can do anything you want really like i said it's it's so crazy that they have like this hasn't been thought of before and i think why i like this novel especially compared to uh or as well as ones like heart of winter and uh callous mm. and toll and i love i must admit i love the ones where they're based around normal characters normal mm. everyday you know, it's not all about Stormcast and they have yeah. their place and that's n- not a problem. It, but, you know, I suppose it's the equipment, you know, from a 40k point of view, there's a lot of people that love obviously the Eisenhorn novels and things like mm. that because it's not all about space marines. It's about the normal people, you know, who obviously yeah. have their own abilities and, you know, and uh, achievements and things like that. But this is the, again, another equivalent of that where you're talking about, you know, a, you know, in this is what, what, six? Six to seven characters, if that, in this. There's not, yeah. not, there's not that Byron, many. There's yep. the Lion Ranger lady whose name I've forgotten because I haven't read the book in three months. Uh, 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 she's Thrystra. 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 There's, yeah. the, there's the angry Dwarden. Yeah, that's Hannah. Uh, Hannah. There's the there's the really nice guy who uh, first saves Hess, Flynn. Yeah. And then there's uh, Anta, the, the noble lady who's technically yep. in charge. That's Castellan Altenbach. Castellan. Altenback, yeah. Uh, and then a Stormcast does show up for all mm-hmm. of, like, five pages. Yeah, about uh, that. <laughs> and, also, and then there's Schmidt, the Schmidt. priest. Yeah, the, yeah. the angry female priest of Sigma. <laughs> I, I really like her. I like She's the idea great. that she was put out here because she was deemed heretical because she goes, hey, you know what's wrong with the Sigmarite religion? God is right over there and we can talk to him. That's yeah. not correct. Yeah. <laughs> Things were better when we didn't have Sigma because we had to get by on actual faith. We didn't know he was coming to save us. Now we know. Like, people have gotten lazy and incumbent because, like, she's a real firebrand, but she is, like, that, those two semi-logical steps away from going, we should kill Sigma. 
Yeah. <laughs> like that that's the correct thing to do for the Sigmarite religion is to remove the physical presence of God yeah, from exactly. that religion. <laughs> it's almost a bit too real. Yeah, like I said, he, yeah. he's li- almost within <laughs> touching distance, which sort of makes mm. it a bit weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, she is an awesome character. I mean, I think that's the thing. This is one of those sort of novellas where it's the strength of the characters that I think really mm. push it along. Um, but I yeah. think we need to sort of, you know, summarize what the gist summarize of this novel, that. this, yeah. this novel's about really so you can understand what we're talking about. Uh, so basically the, the main character, Captain Hess, he's uh, basically an, a exiled, now to be exiled free guild, uh, captain. Mm. Um, that is obviously a, a bit pissed off about that. <laughs> Naturally, he's, you know, he, he's had a glorious record with his medals and things like that. And fundamentally, he's being sent to the, like I said, the grave of heroes, which is, like I said, he, it's tech, it's not a prison, but it might as well be. It's basically yeah. a, a, you know, a fort, a area for yeah. other, other yeah. free guild or other order type you know, people. Uh, that's why you've got a combination of obviously different races that, that are basically put there. Uh, for people that, well, they don't want to kill them off, but you know, they're yeah. sort of, you're a bit of a yeah. problem. We'll put you out here. You know, yeah. you can look after yeah. this place, but you're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you're not in a very nice well, place. So. I guess, I guess you're on the edge of nowhere technically because you're yeah. right near the, fo- you're basically about to fall off Shimon at yeah. that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and that's actually talking to Shimon. It's actually, it's actually what I found was really good about it is the fact that you get to see or get to, you know, read more about, about this particular realm. Cause I think for mm. a lot of people, the realm of metal is, you know, one is people's favorite because as we've said on previous shows and when we've covered other stuff, it's very built on the fact that it's a very weird realm, even though it's, a, even though yeah. it's the realm of metal, which could sound quite, you know, predictable. It's actually quite the opposite. It's a very unpredictable mm. realm. Things, you know, move and flow in a very strange way. And obviously you've got a lot of hazards there. Um, and obviously we do see <laughs> a lot about these different hazards. Yeah. So, so yes, how did you sort of feel, you know, Shimon was put across at times? Uh, I really liked it. Like it's most prevalent, like at the start and the end of the book, realistically speaking, mm-hmm. like the, the, the entire main meat of the book that the burger in the delicious, the, the burger patty and fillings <laughs> in this delicious, enormous burger of this book. And I say enormous burger. Again, it's a novella. It's actually quite short, but it feels substance. It's got substance. It's got meat to it. Um, <laughs> is all within the grave of heroes, like castle and keep. Like, for most part, they don't journey back out into Shimon itself. But the intro where, you know, Hess is being forcibly led to this Grave of Heroes, because obviously he doesn't want to go. He's, he's a very influential, very popular, decorated captain. He's too important to be killed for his mistakes. But, you know, a lot of people die, so he does have to be put somewhere out of the way. Um, and, you know, just trudging through Shimon. Here's the metal deserts. It's hot. It's dry. There's, like... There's, like, basically glitter in the air at times from, like, when the dust gets so because it's Shimon, all the dust is, like, iron dust and copper dust and stuff like that. It's really cool. And then, yeah, we get the natural hazards. The shard storm mm-hmm. is awesome. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What ha- what happens when it gets windy in Shimon? Well, there's just a whole bunch of sharp rocks lying around because this place is made of swords, effectively, at this point. <laughs> like, it's, it's just one big ender good. spell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it, and it's great because it, it just shows that it just it's adding uh, insult to injury to this whole situation mm-hmm. where, like I said, you, you know, like I said, Hess and 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 the other characters, they they've all been at the, the heights of something, and obviously they've been, but they've been put into the grave of heroes for 
you know, different reasons as well. So that, you know, obviously their pride has taken a knock, but then like I said, you're in a place where, like I said, you're at the edge of nowhere yet. You've got these, you know, quite frequent storms of, like I said, of sharp rocks and metal that literally can cut you apart. And obviously in some mm. ways it, that's what they have to deal with. I mean, that's, well, that's what I think is a great thing in this novel is the fact that they use, that's like the big turning point of this novella, isn't it? Where the shard storm appears, mm. you know, puts them in a, in a difficult situation. And then that's when the, you know, the murder mystery <laughs> part of the thing starts. Um, yeah, as you're talking the murder, murder mystery, what did you actually think of that side of things as well? Um, yeah, it was interesting. Again, I really like how tension is maintained throughout this because there are a lot of things that don't seem to add up until the reveal near the end of what's actually going on. Because, you know, it's like, oh no, the Castellan's been murdered in her office and someone's scrawled all this horrific evil script all over the walls in her blood. It's like, did she do it to herself? <laughs> I don't know. No one, no one should have been in there. Hess went to find her. Because she didn't show up, and she was according to him, she's just dead in the room, and he's you know, covered in blood because he's been checking her and everything. He's like, okay, yeah, no, this is because again, we're seeing all this from Hess's perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really cut away from him at all. Um, <clears throat> so it, it's generally interesting as to how that happened because you know we we think we know where everyone was during the time where people are split up. You know, like. Finn, Flynn went to the outside walls because that's where he was currently. Uh, Hanar was in the forge working on the shutters. Good job, Hanar, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> everyone else, everyone else was inside hanging out together. And then suddenly it, it's the crime that shouldn't have been able to happen because she obviously didn't do it to herself because there's, there's no way she could have done it to herself because no. you can't just, you know, cut your throat and then proceed to paint an entire, yeah. like, ten, <laughs> yeah. ten by four room <laughs> with yeah. runes yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, you're like, okay, so there's something really weird going on. And then, you know, it's like, all, all the mounts are dead and this has happened and that has happened and all these things that, yeah, they, they don't add up. They don't make sense until the twist of the end where it's like, oh, everyone's doing something different because of reasons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> re- yeah, like yeah. The, these aren't these aren't linked events. There isn't one killer. There's six. Mm. Ah, yeah. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> mm. I, I think, like I said, it just shows off the 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 way the different characters operate with each other, sort of even mm. before and obviously after this event as well. Because I find mm. it funny that they're they're sort of paired up to a degree. Because obviously you've got Flynn and and Thrystra that are you know, uh, the, the pair that obviously look after each other. So like I said, Thrice just mm. the, the Lion Ranger, which I think is really cool that they put a Lion oh, Ranger yeah. in this novella. The yeah. fact that it's a real, a real hark back to obviously the mm. Warhammer fantasy days. It's not, you know, it, it's not a, you know, a daughter of Cain. It's not a, you know, Deepkin. It's actually a, an elf from the, the olden days as such, you know. It's the- <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine if she was a Deepkin though? It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, we just, we just found this fish, person and we don't know what to do with them so send them to the grave of heroes uh no yeah (laughs) yeah i uh i really liked thrysher as well like i think it was interesting as a character flaw for someone whose job is i use a big axe to be afraid of blood (laughs) yeah and to have a good reason and to have a good reason they're like have uh, have their tragic backstory have them be literally suffering like ptsd because horrible awful things happen in age of sigma mm-hmm. we know it's we know it's brighter than 40k because they don't lobotomize children for carrying dishes and stuff but it can get pretty bad still guys yeah um, <laughs> yeah exactly and, that, and that's why and it like, highlights it's yeah it's so good <laughs> yeah 
No, no, I totally agree. I, I think that it it's nice that they like they paired up with with Flynn, who's the yeah the the relatively upbeat sort of character, mm. even though mm. he really shouldn't be upbeat because <laughs> he's got you know considering where he is. I suppose he's just obviously mm. resigned himself to it, and obviously he's a Shimon uh, native as well, um, so he obviously yeah. knows how how things work because he does this um, at times you know, while he's around mm. anyway, he does this weird finger thing, doesn't he? Where he, I think it's, oh, well, he, he calls it, but it's like a, a tradition where it, it, it gets rid of the misfortune of the, mm. uh, you know, he does like this sign and like Hess is like, what are you doing? <laughs> he does this hand signal. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's just a, it's a tribal thing. And it's, it's quite, you know, it's quite funny because obviously considering what, what happens throughout the rest of the, <laughs> the, the, the book. Um, but then if you, it's quite, it's funny because they obviously, they, those two characters obviously have got each other's back, but then you've got in contrast, mm. you've got Hanar and Schmidt who <laughs> clearly don't get, <laughs> to get along. Oh <laughs> um, man. And I just thought God, it was quite interesting. So you've got these sort of parallels of, the fact that you know you got these these two working mm. together, these two are literally trying to beat the crap out of each other at all times, and it's it's almost comedic, really. I mean, Schmidt is mm. just like this angry, uh, like she's, I think she's quite Amazonian the way she's described. She's got this really built up, you know, uh, Sigmar mm. priest, and obviously this <laughs> this Duardin who mentioned quite a few times that of his past, doesn't he? Where he's mentioned that he used to, mm. you know forge for this king and that king and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff where he, he just comes across like a grumpy dwarf that's, t- <laughs> that's just like <laughs> why am i here why am i stuck there but they yeah. um, but they all work together i think anyway mm. oh yeah but God. i just love i love the turn with hanar whereas it's effectively he's ha- he goes enough is enough and just turns everything in his forge into one massive suit of plate armor <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great i think that was just one of like, my favorite bits yeah, let's let's go check on let's go check on Hanar. How's he doing? He's like, I have become the perfect creation. <laughs> like, Hanar like, built this in a cave with scraps. Yeah, it's like, it's like he turns himself into Iron Man, doesn't he? Literally. Yeah, exactly. So just, he builds. He, he turns himself into like this Iron Man Transformer thing. That, that he, it's just he's so out of this out of what's happening because he's quite a quiet dwarf, really. Like you know, he's just he he yeah. gets a lot. A lot of shit from Smith um, because she just doesn't like the way he's sort of lack of you know responsibility, fate. you know, responsibility. and faith as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just amusing that, like I said, he just goes from being this like this dwarf that's gone back to the forge, you know, doing it like grudgingly doing his job, and then he's like <laughs> turns into this like <laughs> this this, this uh, armored creature that. You know, mm. that uh, causes a lot of problems because that's really where the action oh, yeah. really starts. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> it's really amusing. <laughs> oh. And again, that's just showing how, even though the novella is not very big and obviously mm. it's set around one situation, obviously the grave of heroes, these, you know, and, and I, I, you know, I, I sort of envision that the, the actual timeline of this is very minimal as well. It feels like mm. this happens over a day or two. That's what it feels like anyway. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's a drawn out. Oh yeah, this Set is like events. forty-eight hours maximum. Yeah, <laughs> something like <laughs> from that. start to finish, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, I, I must admit, I did when the when that briefly that moment where the Stormcast Eternal turns up, I was quite mm. surprised at that. You know, and, and oh, what yeah. I quite what I quite liked, and I don't know if you would agree with this, is the fact that you know because it's a novella about you know your everyday people, and obviously you know what I was mm. saying earlier about Stormcast. 
you know, not always being in these things. And when they turned up, I was like, oh, you know, don't don't go there with all these Stormcast. But what mm. I quite liked is that the Stormcast in this particular situation was not around for very long. And the no. fact that it, <laughs> and it's a, um, what, what, what was she again? Is she a, not a quill or she, she was, was a... a- she oh. was the Lord something, oh, the one that yeah. flies around. Flies, with the yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it is. I can't think God. of the name of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, it's on the tip of my fucking tongue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Oh. Them. <laughs> Too many it's names. The one with the lantern. It flies around. It's the one. You, they're, they're all Lego. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all Lego. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of those. Anyway, she and she, <laughs> I, I just like the fact that unceremoniously she just gets her head chopped off, and, and that's it. <laughs> it was just quite, and it was quite a, a brutal ending for her. I just thought of the mm. fact that that you know this is okay. She comes in injured. She comes in injured from the shard storm, and then obviously mm. they end up you know killing her for the greater good or what they think is going to be the greater good. <laughs> and it was quite. I think what I liked about that is it's just to mm. show that yes, you know these. Stormcaster, you know, they're amazing and, and the, what they can deal with. But it was just quite, it was quite unceremonious for a, a Stormcaster yeah. to die. Just like, yeah. yeah, just chop her head off. She's gone now. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I on. really, I really liked the trepidation all the mortal characters had around her. Cause it was like, you know, that we got this injured Stormcast lying in the middle of the armory. What do we do? It was like, I know basic medicine. I don't know what's going on under there. And I also don't know if we can even take that armor off. Like, I don't know if that's physically possible at this point. Yeah. And it's like, uh, after like a few hours, like, oh, best thing is, I I hear they come back. It's probably best to just kill her. <laughs> she can go straight to Sigma and yeah. say, hey, something's up. These guys are in trouble. Send more reinforcements, clearly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, especially because, like, in the back of my head, I'm like, hey, I remember in Soul Wars where it's like, oh, it could be, it could be a day. It could be several years <laughs> before she actually gets reforged. <laughs> um. Well, it's like, it's like, oh, we can, can we just heal her? It's like, well, I can't heal her. I can put a plaster on. <laughs> it's like, mm, I don't know. How yeah. do I heal the Stormcast? <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, a Knight Xeros. Is yes, what they're thinking of. <laughs> Or, yeah, I think she was Zero. It's not a Knight Venator, which is the other, the one that's. Uh, yeah, to... I think the Knight Venator is the one with the bow. Yes. Yes, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Thank you, GW the, site. Um, too many, too many things. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're trying to, we're trying to get our heads around Warhammer Fest and all the upcoming news. So our, our, our heads are turned at the moment. <laughs> um, but, um, uh... right. Let's get into the meat of the, uh, the, the probably the, the most interesting bit. What did you think of the uh, the demon side of things? I loved it. Uh, this is this is someone who knows how to do Slanesh properly. Uh, so spoilers: uh, this place is called the Grave of Heroes, and the only reason it's here is because it was essentially built to make sure a greater ish demon or a demon prince of Slanesh doesn't escape. Uh, because this particular demon shtick. Uh, it was called the the Mother of Heroes, I think was its yep, title. That's right. Yeah. It, its thing was it would find someone ambitious and secretly be their patron and raise them to these massive heights. And they would be legendary heroes, not, not, not for chaos, but like just for good. And like they would be these pinnacles of human perfection. They'd be like, 
here's this massive, wonderful general. Look at him go. He's leading the army. He's always done right by us. He's made a perfect strategic victory every time. He's something we can obsess towards. Like, people get obsessed with them. They try to emulate them. They try to perfect themselves. And that all serves to feed Slanesh. It's all forms of excess and all striving towards perfection and everything. It all works in Slanesh's favor. It's not just, you know... Pain is pleasure, pleasure is pain, and all stuff. That's all well and good, but, like, the idea that this is a demon who specifically goes around making fantastic heroes who fight chaos as part of their, like, entire lineage thing, it's great. Uh, especially because it's such a subtle one as well. Like, th- this is the twist in the... This is the Things version of the twist is everyone's already infected to some degree, to some level. Like, it's making people do things. It made Thrystra kill all the mounts so no one could escape because she was like... If no one can leave, that means the murderer can't leave, but it was the demon going, make sure no one can escape me, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was a really good twist, and it felt really good, and I really, really love the depiction of it, because um, the Castellan is an artist. She was carving this big, semi-heretical statue, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which was the, it's just a big, beautiful statue, and then the demon possesses the statue and is just walking it around, and I'm like... At the time, I was like, that's what I want to see in A Keeper of Secrets, and we basically got that in the model, so uh, there we go, I guess. Yeah, it was, I mean, mm. there was sort of hints at it earlier, wasn't there, In the, when they were when she was mm. talking about the angle of the, was it the angle of the face, I think, where like, yeah. I can't quite get it right, and obviously mm. Hess is like, yeah, whatever, I don't care about art. And, uh, <laughs> I just think, I just suppose I got the image of the this demon when it became sort of the statue I was thinking is it Ghostbusters is it one of the films uh, where the, yeah. they yeah, take yeah, yeah. over the statue it was sort of it gave me a vibe of that side of things <laughs> and it, it it was I think it was just like I said it was quite a shocking sort of turn of events and it wasn't something I was overly expecting to be honest obviously you knew mm. there was something going on but it being sort of this hidden little tomb under underneath where they are which has got these statues mm. of previous heroes and and yeah. like how protective this demon was it i don't know i suppose it i it made me see demons in a different light like they're not all mm. about destruction and kill you know like it's quite like yeah. i said it's sort of the fact that it's, this this demon is focused on about you know keeping and preserving the legend of these heroes mm. that have been here before and obviously future heroes like like you wouldn't necessarily associate that because in a way that's actually a good thing which obviously you don't associate mm. with demons but then obviously the way the demon goes around it is obviously not the right way etc yeah so, well yeah, like I, it it's it's a good thing but it's a good thing that can always be that kernel for future corruption i think is the demon's point of view at least mm. it's like yeah i'm making i'm making these wonderful paragons of good and other people will try and emulate them. They might fail. They might get bitter. But also, they might just strive and be excessive. And that's good enough for me. Like, even if they never turn to chaos, they are helping out. And yeah, I, I, I can't. Yeah, I really like the protective aspect as well as like, yeah, don't don't cut up my walls with the yeah. murals on them and everything. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, those, was... those are important. Those people were important. Who are you? <laughs> Come yeah. on. <laughs> and, and that's the thing because it wasn't a simple the demons going no don't do that because that means it'll i won't be able to be summoned again it's more the fact mm. of what are you doing that's my life's work that's my yeah you know i said yeah. what, have respect for these heroes you know it's mm. like yeah, you just she's, don't like, an, she's like an artist her yeah. art would be sculpting people into this thing that she believes is the paragon of perfection etc mm. it's it's not necessarily even sowing the seeds of evil i guess it's like this is the demon's form of worship i will create perfect things 
Yeah. And, you know, people aren't perfect when they're alive, but their legends certainly can be and things like yeah. that as well. Like, there's, there's all these little aspects to it that I really like. Yeah, it's like a cr- creator demon. Like, do you know, like, trying to, like, looking after yeah. the museum and the artwork and trying to, like, mm. preserve it for time. Yeah. It was just not what I was expecting in this sort of novel. I think that's what, you know, topped it off of what was a very interesting, uh, novella mm. as well. So, no, I, I, like you, I really, really enjoyed it. And I think, yeah, I think people should, you know, should get stuck into it. I, I, I don't think oh, there's yeah. much more we can really say about it. Because I mean, without, without, we, we can, we can talk about the ending. I feel, yeah. I feel we okay. should, we should talk about the ending. So, as I mentioned before, it's the ending of the thing, <clears throat> but, like, resolved and open to future expansion, which I think is really great. Uh, so, the the idea with this demon is, the big issue of it is as long as someone knows about it, or the heroes it has raised up, it will always live on, it will be able to escape and be be released or be resummoned, etc., etc. Think Things will turn out that it gets out. And so, in the end, Schmidt and Hess have done everything in their power. They've managed to lock it back in the tomb. They've destroyed the, they've destroyed all the legends, all that kind of stuff. They've erased any potential, like, reference to it anywhere. They've basically blown up or burned down most of the keep, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And they're, they're just sitting out in the dirt in Shimon outside the castle walls going, God, that was a, that was a thing, wasn't it? And then Schmidt goes, <laughs> There's an issue. We know (laughs) about the demon. We remember about it. We saw its legends. We are enough of a link for it to, like, reach back, to claw its way back into power, back into real space, etc., etc. And, you know, Hess Hess isn't very happy with this. He's done this massive heroic thing. He's had the worst two days of his life, probably. Because, like... It's bad enough he's been booted out here, he's just gotten to know these people, he's gotten close with some of them, and then demon, stormcast, kill the stormcast, kill the demon, all this, etc, etc, and he's like, I've done enough, I just want to sit down, I want to go home, (laughs) they can't station us here anymore, obviously, we defeated a demon, that's enough for me to get back my influential position and everything, come on, work with me here, and Schmidt says no, when those stormcasts down the road come up, I'm telling them everything and telling them to kill both of us. And Hess brains her with a rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think I think he finds a, yeah he finds a bit of iron and he shoves it in her yeah. in her ribs basically and just yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, same thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> Effe- effectively Kane enables it uh, yeah <laughs> yeah basically it's it's her. it's horrific really way to end it but mm. it it makes so much more sense and again it's what the demon want would yeah. want anyway and obviously it leaves because, up this mystery yeah. as well yeah because like hess is presumably going to tell this story and go i've contained everything <clears throat> yeah my companions all died horrifically i just want to go back to azir and live a normal life maybe get back in the free guild one day but i need a break for now but he is now the vector for the demon like he will yep. go he feels he still feels that ambition because throughout the entire story this is his main character trait is he is ambitious the entire time he's at the hero grave of heroes he is working out how he's going to work his way out of there yeah and now he's this golden opportunity obviously and again it's not obvious even if the demon wouldn't live on through his memories he might still have done that because yeah. it's the only way to guarantee he could move forward and mm-hmm. that's what's so great it's, it's so like those subtle machinations where you're not sure if it's the demon influencing him or not, that kind of stuff. I love it. It's so mm. good. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's, a, it's I, a really good book, guys. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think <clears throat> it's one of those where you just, like I said, it's like a lot of them, just go and read it. I think you'll appreciate it because obviously we only touch upon certain things. And, and to be fair, mm. it's one of those novels where when I say there's not much to it, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's just that it just flows in a, you know, it's quite simple. Mm. You've got these characters. It keeps going well. It keeps yeah. going. It's got a good pace to it, but it's got enough detail in it to make it interesting. And then, like I said, when you've got the, the events with the demon and obviously the, you know, people, you know, sort of getting very paranoid with each other. It it just, yeah, it just flows naturally, and it and it it, it just felt a really good read. It's just worth, you know, mm. even though um, it's quite isolated, you know, from the AOS point of view compared to some of the other novellas out there, which obviously told you know tell you more about the grand sort of story of things. This one's quite isolated, but that's not a bad thing. That's why I think for a lot of people, if you just want a, a nice well, not a nice story, but an interesting story <laughs> that, you know, that is quite unique compared to some of the others. This is definitely it, I would say. And I think, mm. oh, like yeah. I said, it's not, on, it's not on paperback for much longer. So go and buy it. <laughs> go <laughs> get it. Come on. What are, you talk, what are you waiting for? Come on, guys. It's so good. It is. It really is. <laughs> and I, and like I sort of mentioned earlier, I hope Evan Dickin, the author, ends up doing more because I think, like oh, I said, if, he, yeah. if this is the potential. I want a whole story. I want a whole, like, full-blown trilogy about Byron Hess and what yeah. he does and what happens well, you- with this demon. Exactly, and, and we may see it because, like I said, when we with like the oh. other ones from Nick Horth, which is obviously Callus and Toll, and yeah. and City of Secrets, Heart of Winter, yeah. where they got into you know characters that are very mm. interlinked with that, then yeah, you could see it with this do one as well. Know, do you know what would be so good? What do do a Byron Hess series include nothing about the demon until the last book, and then watch <laughs> all the watch all the readers who never picked up the novella go? Excuse me. <laughs> It's Say like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. He he rose to the he rose to the grand general of this free guild company, and then he turned around and killed all his men and started a pleasure cult. Obviously, <laughs> it's like, excuse me, he did what? <laughs> wow, I really didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be really interesting. But yeah, yeah, I, I would love to see future Hess adventures. Mm. Whether or not they include demon stuff, it could be the demon never shows up again. Who knows? Yeah, that's exactly. like. It could just be watching from the back of his head. <laughs> well, it could it could be similar to the old um, oh, Malice Darkblade oh. novels, where yeah. it's talking to oh him all the time. That'd be so good. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get on it, someone, oh. please. Yeah, come on, Evan. <laughs> Evan, we love your book. Do a bigger yeah, one. Do it. I want more. <laughs> um, right. Actually, I think before we do our last little break um we'll just let's switch to warhammer fest yeah <laughs> yes. switch to <laughs> from our reporter in the field yeah uh Tresillian. oh that, yeah, that, these look really good actually <laughs> yeah he said he, on our discord he's shown more photos of the the contrast paints um yeah. he's actually doing them <laughs> as, as we speak and, yeah Ooh, uh, hey we have we have numbers 32 different colors and three yep. new base coats so yep. it's not just base coating over bones. So these might work over like I, I would guess like greens and blues might be the yeah other potentially ones they throw in there, maybe. yeah. I mean he he Ooh. uses the term game changing. Yeah. Now that is a strong phrase. He also says, oh, where did he say this? He said, I think he might have said it in one of the other ones. Uh, let's see. I think, in the I think if one. you're paint, I think if you're painting marines or single color skin figures, it will get you tabletop very quickly. You need to detail separately, but it's quite interesting. One of the painters here is doing an entire squig army with it. <laughs> that's 
actually thought that's a whole bunch of models that are all almost entirely the same like color. One color, yeah. Yeah. Just that's oh god, that's a mmm. Yeah, I wish there was more Lunkos boxes going. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he also says here one thick coat and it's essentially three shades. So yeah, that's mm. yeah. That is interesting. And he's done uh he's done what has he done? He's done a little brimstone horror and mm. a blood reaver? I'm think? assuming yeah, I'm trying to work out what, what model that is. Yeah. I don't know looks- what that is. Could be a fan, one of the fanatic guys, the zealots from the mm. old range. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Uh, but he basically it looks like you just glop paint down, and it takes about 30 minutes to dry. It's still all acrylic water based, so it works with all the current paints and doesn't have any of the oil paints issues. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like that skin is going to dry really well, shaded and highlighted. So I'm yeah. really, really interested to see what those look like by the end of the next segment. Yeah. <laughs> and actually looking on the the warm community site i can show that they're showing off loads of copies of the solar war as well as well Ooh. and if you look in the background you can see the um uh, adb's new book the spear of the Ooh. emperor as well in the background Ooh. i can see it's that, that blue oh, one man. behind it so oh, that's cool because that's not supposed to be has got its little stall all yeah, the actually, games yeah I'm just going, going back oh. to Spear of the Emperor. I think that's mm. not supposed to be up for pre-order until like the 20 or 22nd yeah. of June or something. So, hey, do, you, do you want to pick up a couple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Can I buy it tomorrow when I go? Yeah, it looks <laughs> like there's a giant pyramid of books. Go grab I'm them. I'm going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look at all those little contrast paints. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. All, the little, all the little example marines next to them. That's a lot of, that's a lot of marines. That is oh exciting stuff. Those all look so good. I, they're my Death Guard color. Excuse me. No, I guess that's made my <laughs> life easier. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Right. Okay. Let's take our last little break. Um, and then when we return, are we going to be brutal? Are we going to let the Emperor die or not? <laughs> you will find out soon. Back shortly. And we are back for the final time today, where we're going to talk about everyone's favourite Big E. We're talking about the Emperor of Mankind in this discussion topic. Something that has obviously clearly meant a lot to people, judged by the amount of responses we've had to this question. (laughs) So we simply asked, you know, from a 40k perspective, should they let the Emperor of Mankind die? And if so, why and why not? Okay. So, as always, what we'll do is we'll talk about our sort of yes and no reasons, you know, why we feel they, sh- they should or shouldn't do this. And then at the end, we'll switch to Discord and Twitter and tell everyone all the lovely responses we've had out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Cameron, kick us off uh, with a yes right. reason. Why, why should the Emperor be let to die? Yes, he should be. Uh, because it will help move things forward again. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I do have a caveat with this, which is my my argument for yes is yes, they should let him die, but they mm-hmm. shouldn't do it for a fair whack of time yet. Like, there are so many other things they should do first, and then when we kind of draw back into that zone where we kind of were from sort of 3rd edition through 7th edition, where... <laughs> It was 999M41, and it never moved past midnight. Oh, past one minute to midnight, I should say. Um, <laughs> I feel one, if they ever find themselves in that situation again, that's when you pull the plug on the Golden Throne, 
Emperor dies, whatever happens when he dies happens, and either way, we basically Age of Sigmar it. We ride the corpse of the Imperium into a bold new world with, like, I don't know, 40k 15th edition at that point, I would guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> something like that. So, like, I, I think definitely they should do it sometime, but only for, like, an earth-shattering change to the mm. overall the overall landscape of the setting. Because I think, as as far as fundamental points of the settings go, the Emperor being a half-rotten skeleton on top of a giant piece of technology is pretty fundamental. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah ch- changing that's a big change, but I think it's something they should do at some point if they want to keep this as a living, breathing setting, which they currently have with 8th edition. Yeah. No, I get that. No, I, and that was sort of my first yes reason as well. I said, yeah, because at the moment he doesn't, when I say he doesn't do anything, obviously he does <laughs> in the sense that obviously, obviously with the astronomical and things like that. Mm. Uh, but I think Complaints. overall he is just an actual, he, he's more like an actual god in the sense that, you know, people worship him and, mm. You know, whether he does or doesn't do things, depending on your belief, you know, is one mm. thing. But, you know, fundamentally, he's not there because he's not obviously in physical form out there, you know, leading a crusade like he was, you know, once upon a time. He's sort of literally, as you mentioned, he's rotting. <laughs> he's a rot- mm. literally, you know, that's why he's called the corpse emperor for a reason, <laughs> that he's there rotting, not really doing anything. And now he's more of a symbol now, really. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, so for me, there's part, there's a part of me that thinks, yeah, kill him off. And uh, I suppose there's a little, like I said, a bit of a caveat now, because obviously if you say yes to killing him off, does he, does he come back or does he literally die? Because obviously there's two sort of parts mm. to that, isn't there? There's the part yeah. where you switch, you switch off the golden throne, he dies, and then literally he never comes back or, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Or he, you know, there's obviously the perpetual theory that's out there that he will then resurrect and things change. So it depends which way you look at it. I think that if you take the approach of him dying and then literally dying, never coming Mm. back, then it creates a massive dynamic. To me, it doesn't change things. Obviously, you've got the the sense that what do you do with the Ashenarmican? Then you'd Mm. have to explain that away. Um, But then obviously the flip side as well is then obviously humanity has well, a big part of humanity has lost its hope because obviously not everyone yeah. treats the you know the god you know the, the emperor as a god obviously in especially Gilliman at the moment which is obviously adds and an, again another inter- interesting dynamic to it so um there's a part of me that thinks kill him off and then see how humanity survives you know because they've been struggling mm. <laughs> for yeah. obviously 10,000 yeah. years with all the xenos races banging on their door and obviously <laughs> and obviously even worse the you know the chaos side of things is just you know just never ending that mm. you know it, it, this could be a situation where this becomes either makes or literally would make or break humanity obviously they get oh. so down that they sort of <laughs> give up or they think you know what we didn't actually ever need him you know, yeah, it's almost like a yeah. martyr in a sense. You know, he gets, you know, but mm. yeah. So um, oh, have you man. got any more, any more yes reasons? Uh, kind of, yes, because you talking about that has inspired me. Um, mm. So it, it's it's one minute to midnight. Abaddon's at the foot of the golden throne. He kicks the off switch, pulls out the cable. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> and then, oh God, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, apparently I'm the emperor and I'm slowly dying. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then we do kind of what happened between the end of fantasy and the start of age of Sigma, which is 
fantasy ended with this cataclysmic world-ending event. I mean, literally world-ending. The old world was consumed in a black hole chaos vortex thingamajig. So not quite so literal, but the idea of the Emperor finally dying being so... Uh, shall we say it's, it's the end of the, it's the end of the world as we know it, uh, <laughs> et cetera, kind of moment for the Imperium. I want that to happen. And then I want us to cut like say 10, 20,000 years in the future. Yeah. And I want, I want a new, a new edition of the game, big changes, like the change between fantasy and age of Sigma. Hell, bring the fantasy rules back. Have everyone in little platoons <laughs> marching around like that. But I want it to be brand new world exploring. So the thing about the Imperium is it's built upon this massive groaning weight of history that can barely hold itself up. Like it is cathedrals built on cathedrals, but it's cathedrals all the way down, effectively. <laughs> you yeah. know, to the deepest, mm-hmm. to the deepest level of every planet's crust. It feels like what what is that universe like 20,000 years after humanity's wiped out all the alien species are destroyed by the final great black crusade <laughs> and abaddon has been sitting there for thousands of years effectively i mean what would he do there wouldn't be anything left at that point like i i know his goal is technically take the imperium back and rule it as himself without the, being influenced by the chaos gods but he also wants to get rid of the Emperor, and doing that will almost assuredly guarantee the end of the galaxy. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah. I want I want that, that feeling of exploring this ancient history place and going, you know, they, they land down on a planet. This like obviously would be a story, isn't it? They land down on a planet, and they settle there, and they start digging for resources. And at the bottom of the mine, they find a single pauldron with, like, a cracked <laughs> U-shape on it. They're like, yeah. what was yeah. this? What was this thing? And, you know, they yeah. dig further and they find a giant skeleton. They're like, what the hell was this? It's got a fused rib cage. It's got, like, <laughs> preserved... It's got, like, three preserved hearts or something. <laughs> it's so weird. And, like, that that idea of exploring the galaxy after Chaos has wiped it, wiped it out. You know, the Tyranids have come mm. and scoured it clean, or the Necrons have reclaimed it and gotten rid of the inferior organic... Whatever world-ending event it was... I want to see what happens once that world-ending event has been dead for thousands of years and the mm-hmm. galaxy has had time to grow back in, but it's still got all that deep-in-the-roots stuff. Like, there's all these ancient legends in human history and things like that. Um, I, it would be... They're never going to do it <laughs> because... No. They, they did it to fantasy because fantasy was effectively losing money at that point yeah. and they needed <laughs> to revitalize it somehow. 40k, I doubt it's ever going to get to that point. But if it does, and they do that, I would be so in for that switch of dynamics, <laughs> that fantasy yeah. to AOS switch in 40k. Oh, it'd be so good. Warhammer, yeah. Warhammer 100k. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> Far wow. fish as we can. <laughs> that is extreme. Yeah, I mean, like you know, like you said, you can never say never. I like you. I don't think they would ever do that. It just sounds mm. too. They don't need to do it. And but yeah, that would be fascinating. Or or have it as a set. Uh, what they could do is a, a separate universe of it, where it's almost like mm. you know, like you see with comics, where they've got different timelines and different versions. Like yeah, you could still have yeah. Warhammer forty k, but have Warhammer hundred k sort of just you know <laughs> ticking along. It's almost like this is what the future is going to be, but there's mm. so much, so much of a gap that there's still so much to fill in that it doesn't affect forty k. You know, like you can't sort yeah, of say yeah. because you know. Oh, yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. play on during the dying gasp of the Imperium, but when you're ready, come on over to, come on <laughs> over to, um, 
shall we say, Galaxy of Darkness. We'll call it that, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Warhammer, like that. Warhammer 100,000 Galaxy of Darkness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's, there's your brand title game. So hire me, please. <laughs> Uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I echo that. I mean, I think for me, uh, from a yes perspective, um, if they went the perpetual route or resurrected him, um, mm. uh, I, I think I, I would like to see that because I would, I suppose there's part of me that would like to see a, uh, universe with the, with the emperor in it, in the sense doing something, because I mm. suppose, you know, we didn't, you know, from obviously, even if you read the horse heresy, you know, you only get bits of him about and stuff whereas i would love to know the old emperor like how like how the world was when he was literally walking and doing stuff and again i know the heresy does touch upon that at times but i meant like maybe pre great crusade for example just it, like so there's, mm. a, there's a part of me that would like to see the emperor in the current situation and similar to how yeah. gilliman's come back you know gilliman mm. is you know it's like wow we've <laughs> actually we're, we're, he's actually come back you know we've had, and then saying obviously same for the demon primarchs it's like where they're actually back and actually having an impact where they're not just um mm. these figures like i remember like i said before i remember as a kid where like the thought of now having gilliman as a model and having as you know and actually mm. in the law and he's there you know living and literally living and breathing again is it feels alien to me because it's like whoa these yeah. are you know all the primates are gone or dead why are they <laughs> here and it's like but then the fact to have the emperor in that would you know be you know oh, even it would be amazing i think in some ways because mm. where they would go with it but you know let's see um so yeah have you got what's your um no reasons uh because it would actually be the end of the setting again like i think they would <laughs> yeah. only do it if this was like okay listen we we the the company's failing we have nothing else left that we can try we've tried everything we you primaris no no we got tertiaris you know, we got our fourth level <laughs> space marines or whatever they are. Uh, <laughs> gone through Secundus marines, we're on to Tertiaris marines. Uh, <laughs> they just had another foot myself. onto them. They're yeah, like 15 yeah. foot. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> um, nothing we've done has saved, has saved the, saved the product line, whatever. We have to do something. Kill the emperor. Make it dramatic. Do it, yada, yada, yada. And then no one would play anymore. That would be the end of the company. They can't can't kill the emperor he is literally the the central point of the setting like it is the first is one of the first things you read you know it's the 41st millennium there is only war humanity worships a corpse sitting on the golden throne and like mm. i in his current state i love the ambiguity of whether or not he's actually doing anything besides yeah. focusing the astronomican and that seems to be about it that like we don't know if he actually intervenes in the saints or if those are just really powerful psychers we don't know all these kinds of different things is this is a battle really being aided by the emperor or are they just all like somehow propelling themselves through faith and fervor and pure adrenaline to these <laughs> greater acts etc um that, that that ambiguity i think is really interesting and i think the imperium honestly i'm kind of mess mun munching Merging? Merging. Good. Thanks, Brain. Merging all my things <laughs> into one thing here. Um, the Imperium is a death cult. Like, we have death cults within the Imperium, but the whole thing is a death cult. It's like, our god died for us. He's over there on the central planet of our empire, sitting on a giant throne, and he's dead. He's already dead. Clearly. 
obviously you know we don't we don't we don't truck like they don't tell the average imperial citizen oh yeah we we feed like a thousand kids to this thing every day to keep (laughs) it going that no one tells them that like they're like no the emperor died for us that that, i'm assuming that is the generic imperial cult is like the emperor took a blow from the great arch enemy to save all of humanity Mm -hmm. after his son already died and he is dead or dying on his throne that's all they know he's he's already the corpse emperor it could also might not change anything. Yeah. They pull the plug and nothing changes. Turns out the Golden yeah. Throne didn't need him to work. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's just like the the only thing that's different is the people in charge know for sure now. Like yeah. that would be that would be the only like Gilliman would go, ah, nuts. I am stuck <laughs> like this. Okay. But that that'd be that'd be like it. Like it could be really interesting or they go, Oh yeah, no, he he was actually dead all this time. He died about thirty five minutes after Horace stabbed him. Mm. You know, yeah, it's just you know everyone's everyone's belief in him is what kept the astronomican going. So as long as no one tells anyone that he's actually dead, it's fine. Whatever, yeah, so it's he, good. yeah. and he could be. <laughs> for all we know, it's you know it could yeah. be all a all a front. It's um, yeah. No, I agree. I think there's obviously nostalgia sorry. really. Sorry, uh, nostalgia really <laughs> comes into it as well because you know it would feel weird without the emperor being there even as a mm. even though mm. like i said he's not doing anything per se he's literally a corpse in a throne it's it, yeah. just the fact he was gone it would feel like in a way 40k's gone because <coughs> he you know because let's be honest even mm. if your favorite side of things is chaos is xenos and you're not really into the imperium it's still mm. a massive thing imagine if like what literally one of the chaos gods was just disappeared like literally you'd be yeah. like well that yeah. feels weird or like yeah you know what the, Eld- <laughs> the the eldar have literally now been wiped out you know they've all oh, gone no. now you'd be like well no yeah. that, that's wrong it's not they they need to be here so again i think with the emperor dying it even though nostalgia shouldn't always drive everything i think it's it'd be such a monumental thing to get rid of him that mm. it wouldn't it would feel like a different universe but not necessarily yeah in the good way anymore it feels like that like part of that magic is gone okay so no no i want you to imagine for a minute every imperial player in the entire world feeling how fantasy slanesh players felt for the last four years <laughs> yeah yeah going no. what do you mean god's dead what do you mean no one's seen slanesh this entire like yeah no the emperor's dead no one's yeah. ever seen the emperor. I don't know what an emperor is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it would be really weird. I think probably uh, harmful to the brand as a whole. Yeah, it would. No, it would. And I think yeah. as well is that it would. It would also, if the if again, mm-hmm. go, if you go with the resurrection idea, then it it could actually swing it too much in the Imperium's favour. Because like I said, mm-hmm. if he if he returned, like, I mean, look how well Gilliman's doing by being yeah. back. I mean, he's not. You know, okay. Well, you know, the the, the, the he, Imperium's still on. in a. Well, exactly. But he's, you know, he's doing a great, considering he's one person. I know he's a prime, mm. but he's still one person. He's done, um, like, he's done a lot in the, t- the hundred years or so he's been back. He's done a lot mm. to, to, you know, help push things forward. Imagine if he had the emperor back. Imagine, like, yeah. you could actually, yeah. where it becomes, they become too overpowered in a way. It depends. <laughs> it depends what, what yeah. strength you gave to the emperor. You know, if you made him how he was before, or it was, is he become even more powerful? You know, you don't, it depends on how, mm. how you make him. But if he's as powerful as he was before, it would, you know, it could put humanity in, in almost too good a position. And you, in a way, uh, from the story and everything, you don't want that. You know, like it should always be yeah. on a, a knife edge. That's the way yeah. It, yeah. it works. It won't, it doesn't help when one side is overpowered because then it just, that just gets boring. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's good. All right. Cool. 
which we've we've prattled on long enough. There's plenty <laughs> of you who want to want to be heard. So, uh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's uh, let's switch to our Discord and and give mm. some of the responses we're there. Um, okay. Right, where are they? Here we go. Right, um, I will, I'll do the first one if you want. Um, yeah, Red yeah, Shadow. Let's start with Red Shadow. Uh, have him die, then have him become reborn as a god for all mankind. So yeah, again, if yeah, you, you yeah. Know, if you if you buy into the resurrection theory, I mean, I mean, most, not, e- not like even special. That could just be he becomes the warp entity he always. Yeah, was. yeah. He didn't yeah. have to physically come back. He could just, like I said, just go into the warp, go into the ether, and just be mm. a, an entity, as you know, and fight it, duke it out with the chaos gods. <laughs> in that sort of sense, really. Yeah, yeah. Could happen. Yeah. Uh, Hovsepian says, "I think they either let him die, or enemies get in somehow in an attempt to kill him. But see, the emperor has actually been dead for who knows how long." Probably shortly after being put in the gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know what's going on. (laughs) It's a sham, I tell you. Next is Alan, who kindly has told us that's how to pronounce his name. Yeah, just just call him Alan. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If they can make it sufficiently spectacular, another attack on Terra, have his throne destroyed and mankind find out he's not a god. Who would have thought? Then Ultramar, as one of the safe places left, becomes the new terror with self-proclaimed god Gilliman at his helm. Gilliman did this at the request of the Ministerum to placate the masses and then slowly starting believing it. Well, at least until the Emperor is reborn and redoes the crusade in which Gilliman now becomes one of his adversaries and new Primarchs take the field, or at least two lost ones. But of course, I might be wrong and he could just die. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, that'd be pretty cool that, to have that, the I'd Emperor like come that. back and have to fight Gilliman. Yeah, oh, that'd be. I'd be up for that. <laughs> It'd be that's very rad, strange. Actually. I, I yeah. like that idea. Like that—that's how you bring the emperor back and not be OP. Uh, suddenly, Gilliman civil war splits off with uh, uh-huh. half the Imperium on his side. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and Gilliman—he—he he grows one of those twirly mustaches. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. Father. He's always had it. He just—he just kept it hidden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tactical. Uh, tactical mustache. Oh god. <laughs> tactical and practical. <laughs> Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. Technical, practical. Oh, that is awesome. (laughs) Sigmund Freud. I like the idea that the throne is keeping him alive and preventing his being reborn or otherwise doing more to help. I don't know that I necessarily want him removed or killed, but I'd like that irony acknowledged somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He, he's yeah. just sitting there going, please turn it off. Let turn me die. Off. I'll be back in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I like that. Um, next is, uh, smells like zero spirit. I don't think they should let him die as that means beginning of the end times. That didn't go so well with fantasy. Uh, either he comes back as a god or as the ultimate leader of men and we enter the noble bright universe. Or he dies dead and the grim dark crushes all light. Either way, it changes everything too much. There are enough interesting developments available with Primarchs returning and new gods arising without burning the whole setting. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. It, it, it is yeah. extreme either way. Either, oh, him yeah. coming it, back, it is a last you know, resort move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're not exactly. doing this which, for fun. Exactly, which we don't need, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> uh, Drew says, I thought that, as in killing the emperor was half the point of cypher showing up and asking to go to terror guess that just didn't happen i'd let him die allow new at least new narrative factions with the imperium you know deniers those angry it happened etc in my opinion 40k really needs something fresh and new to shake things up as we currently have business as usual with slightly taller marines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
yeah. And then, yeah. and then there's then there's a bunch of discussion which we're not going to read out the next like no. ninety paragraphs of stuff. Thank you, thank you, everyone for taking our questions so seriously. We move on <laughs> to the Twitter. Yeah, exactly. How many right. Replies we have here. Uh, yeah, we have quite like a few. Thirty-one <laughs> replies to go through. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Where are we starting with? Because uh, you, yours always end up being always <laughs> in a different mm. order to mine. Um, and is it with uh, Andreza? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, I won't pronounce his name because I will <laughs> unfortunately rudely butcher it. So I will try not yeah. to do that. Uh, yes, because he is a perpetual. He will be reborn and will lead mankind on another great crusade eradicating chaos and xenos and bringing mankind into n- new age of enlightenment wow okay he's, mm. he's very confident with that yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> uh we'll see um meskorov at meskorov hey buddy uh yep let him die but then reveal he's a perpetual yeah i mean yeah yeah again that that god can you imagine abaddon going yes i took the emperor's head and then the emperor just stands <laughs> up behind him Uh Uh, next is uh mr underscore sketches at sketches underscore mr let that moldy corpse die it'll force the imperium to move on one way or another another big e resurrects or gilliman takes his place it's one of those things that could fuel into a new game of thrones series series eight style come heresy campaign it could also back uh, games workshopping to a corner maybe or feel like repetition if it goes into the heresy zone again but it could be fun if they aos the plot and something new and fresh occurs yes. yeah mm. yes <laughs> <laughs> uh paranoid at tool of paranoia says if the emperor dies the imperium of man basically dies then chaos wins because the eldar can't win orcs maybe if they create a massive war tyranids if another massive high fleet tendril comes out of dark space Mm. Uh, and Dr. Octagon replies at Octagon, I've always wondered if a chaos victory over humans would ultimately be a chaos defeat. Without the constant battle, without the souls to convert, without humanity fueling the warp, does chaos also eventually fall? Mm. Make Zinch Emperor to perpetuate the state of balance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be a twist is that the Emperor was actually like a a demon princess Zinch or something. Oh, that would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) As planned. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, next is friends of the show, Alchemist Workshops at Alchemist Works. Never. Why? Because it will make Gilliman cry into his cocoa pops. <laughs> oh, bless them. <laughs> Daddy. Oh, no. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, okay. Dr. Dave at Errant Wolf Dave says, yes, he's a perpetual. He'll return. I like your optimism, if nothing else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> true. True story. Uh, next is, uh, Sombermine at Sombermine. Uh, as a pretty noob 40k fluff bunny. <laughs> that's a good title to have. Um, mm. I would say that the death of the emperor would open such possibilities as for the evolving of the fluff. It would be amazing. A little like the old world eye. It would open a, mi- a million of possibilities and the lion could rule them all. <laughs> yes. Let's get old Johnson back in. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, six pence. There's an extra C in there for some reason. At six X pence, I guess. Kill the emperor. While on the one hand, I also like the fact he represents how far humanity has fallen. On the other hand, if it brings back the lion, oh, oh, we, we got a lot of, uh, we got, some, <laughs> yeah. we got some angels fans here. Yeah, haven't we just? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been, we've been blessed with this pair. 
Yes. Go get them. Let's do it. <laughs> so, uh, Alpharius Omegon <laughs> at Alpharius underscore lives. He should die and be reborn stronger than ever. And then to reply to that, the Emperor of Mankind, uh, at oh Emperor God. of M <laughs> decides to get involved. Uh, I'm bringing a volcanic sword next time. Mountains will break under my swing. <laughs> That's at Emperor of M. Please follow our Lord and Savior on Twitter. <laughs> Do we, fo- we don't follow them. Hold on. We've got to fix, I fixed that. There we go. All right, we're, we're following the Emperor of Mankind. Excellent. <laughs> oh my God. Um, That's amazing. Alish- Alicia Carr at T underscore Dinseo says, doesn't Terra explode if he dies or something like that? <laughs> Even if it doesn't, if he doesn't, it's, you know, this is, this is a, this is a critical point emperor. If, it, if it's knocked over the entire planet collapses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, or something like that. Even if it doesn't and he does come back, he still has to spend all his time on the Golden Throne keeping the Webway portal closed against demonic invasion and doing whatever the hell he does with the Astronomican. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> whatever he does um, with it. <laughs> and Commissar Michael, who knows more than us, chimes in with uh, Commissar Michael at Valois1020, V-A-L-O-I-S-1020. Uh, yes, if the Emperor dies and all the Golden Throne fails, the warp rift opened on Terra by Magnus, breaking the Webway Project, will consume the entire soul system. Terra, Mars, everything would be destroyed and the Imperium would cease to exist. Oh. <laughs> uh, and they also reply, oh, and also there's a failsafe built into the throne by Vulcan that will purge Terra in fire before the warp rift can shoot. Thanks, Vulcan. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. That's a hell of a theory. <laughs> Nice. Uh, next is the IDKFA at 1DKFA. If the Emperor dies, he will be reborn instantly. But who and how will he be safe from chaos influences? The Imperium would dis- uh, would divide maybe uh, <laughs> raw goat guillotine would try to hold it together i've heard that one before but try yeah. to hold it together but he's known what happens uh to cut of planets the eldar cannot win anymore uh the orcs would have war and gather some planets the tau could be uprising but finally lose against the nids the necrons would fuck things up if they get on mars then shit would really hit the, fa- the fan in my opinion in the end chaos would reign overall even the nids <laughs> okay <laughs> No mucking around uh, there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Matthew Cooper at Matthew0609 says, Yes, kill him off. It would advance the timeline. Mm. Yes, yes, do yep. it, Anakin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is Darren Winter at Pendrag131. Yes, he'll ascend or survive as a perpetual. Sure, the Imperium will collapse into a civil war into believers and non-believers, but civil war hasn't stopped the Imperium before. Yes, we fight on. Yeah, (laughs) I like that. Uh, Stephane Imbert at Stephane Imbert says, I vaguely remember reading in the Horus Heresy art books that the Emperor can no longer be reincarnated or similar because he chose his current form to to lead humanity. Would have to look it up again. Mm. I... I've I don't never know. heard of that, but I no, think no, no, no. that's that might be an interesting idea. Like he's he's been like this for too long, effectively. Yeah, yeah. he's stuck. He's... <laughs> yeah, wind, the wind shifted. He got stuck in his emperor face. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't move. <laughs> uh, next, uh, Scott Jones at Scott Jones thirty. Isn't it a lot more difficult to navigate through the warp if the emperor's light is gone? Yes, yes, it would. Mm. But then we've got a mm. great rift that's 
causing problems as well anyway so yeah well the world would acclimatize i'm sure (laughs) yeah yeah uh steven reynolds at scapegoat stay s-t-e uh i assume he's essentially already dead having a figurehead that is or isn't but is viewed as the emperor is enough Mm -hmm. yeah 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 (laughs) could quite possibly be (laughs) and next is uh dale thurston at dally thurston bring him back so he can have a fit how religious everyone has got. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's similar to Gilliman at the moment as well. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose it depends if he knows how people... Because, again, it's the concept of does he know? Because, again, because we don't know what mm. literally what state he's in. Does he know how religious? Or well, maybe that's what he wants. Who knows? You know, maybe... Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, artist Johnson at Free Exergen says, it's just what the Inquisition want you to believe. He never even existed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Love it. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hunt at Slanesh0225. Mm-hmm. For the sake of humanity, yes, he will be reborn and lead mankind once more. Being a Chaos player, oh hell no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, bearded underscore brushstrokes at Bearded Brush ST1. Yes, because current lore is too positive. Primarchs are unkillable. Primarch Marines can't fall to chaos. Kill and potentially resurrect the Emperor. Let's really move this lore on. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next is Adam from Fren- from Fenrir's Lair painting at Fenrir's underscore lair. Switching off the throne will just cause him to regenerate, being a perpetual and all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a solid theory. You know, I can yeah, see it happening. Yeah. Uh, Darren, gaming nerd, brackets he, him, at Lowstone1980. Her again. Uh, I don't think that's really the Emperor on there anyway. I reckon it's Horus and Abaddon fled with a well-placed clone. Hence, no attempts to clone Horus have succeeded. You can't clone a clone. Which means the Emperor's been able to dupe the Imperium and get on shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That would be... St- that would be a stunning deception. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, these theories are brilliant. Uh, mm. Next, uh, NA at Fatman underscore on the run. <laughs> uh, <laughs> simply put, the, uh, the, <laughs> the uh, chaos symbol, death to the false emperor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No Fair mucking enough. around there. <laughs> uh, the emperor's herdstone at Fulgrim's left nut. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of you, thank you. Um can't say in isolation of a wider story arc, what would come next? My view is that the lore is a setting for the games, not a story in itself, so killing the Emperor off would need to change the setting itself. Very mm. very good point. Yeah. yeah. God, I, I love your Depends which way you look at it. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I, like, I love his name. That's great. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is Dr. Sinister at Dread Sinister. Keep him. He's a horrifying reminder of how far he and mankind fell from his lofty dreams. Oh, mm, oh, that's harsh. True. But very true. Yeah. Yeah. It's your boy, Scowny, at underscore Scowny says, <laughs> bring on the star child, I say. Never did like the third ed retcon that made it a chaos cult. Hmm. I believe mm. I believe that was an emperor worshipping cult that wanted him resurrected, if I'm yeah, something like that. random yeah. bits of lore out of my head correctly. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Uh right, next. Matt wishes this dystopian future had more blimps. <laughs> at, <laughs> at underscore 
Valhallen 42nd. I think if the Emperor dies, he extends in glory to the warp to bring order to chaos. So, yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gildan hashtag Grotlove Stern at... Technically, it's at Mousebeat, but it's at M0U53B41T. Thank you for all the leet speak. Uh, simply pronounces, he is dead. Oh. <laughs> oh. Like a knife to us. Uh, mm. Right, next is Sandstorm Dragon at Dakath. Let him die. Personally, I don't care much whether what happened next is him staying dead, terror getting overrun by demons, his perpetuality kicking in, or him ascending to actual godhood. I just want to see what happens. Bring back the rest of the Primarchs first, though. <laughs> like, like a little caveat. I will only tolerate yeah. this if you bring the if you bring the Primarchs back first. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Uh, Alan Andrew Hancock's at Big Al Hancock says. He's making the storyline stale. If a couple more Primarchs return, uh, I think he should die, leaving his sons to carry the Imperial Truth, leaving it open for the will. He won't return, seeing as he's supposed to be leaving it open for the will. He won't, he returns, seeing as he's supposed to be perpetual. Uh, yeah. Not sure what happened with that last sentence, but I think I get what you mean. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, fair point. And mm-hmm. the last one is Dave the Sandman at underscore, at, uh, sorry, Dave underscore Sandman. Um, and in brackets, Sniggers in scrap code. And he's actually put it in. <laughs> the false Omnissiah is dead already, you fool. Has anyone seen him recently? Sitting on the golden throne, my copper plated rear section. Robbie G buried him under the patio years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, amazing. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. Oh, thank you oh, all for your man. responses. They're brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and as always, Warhammer Community page. Oh, I knew. I knew yeah. Before, before yeah. we sign off, one last time, read the yeah. live blog. Has there been Se- an update? Sections finished. Let's, let's look at the news. Uh, Warhammer 40k preview apocalypse. Right. Oh, breaking news right at the end of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Da, da, da. Downtime between actions is minimal, meaning even the most massive games stay engaging. Damage is resolved at the end of the turn, so oh. your enemy won't get to shoot the Reaver Titan off the table before it has a chance to retaliate. Mm. Oh, so like at the end of each full round, all the damage takes place. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, they've done a new. They've shown off. Sorry, breaking breaking mm. news. They've shown off the Repulsor Executor uh, Executioner. There's a new Where Repulsor tank. Oh my god! Look at that. <laughs> Look at that cannon they stacked on there. Did it need even more guns? Did it really need more guns? Yes. Yes, it did. Oh, my God. Oh, that's horrific. I love it. Um, oh, and it so can have minute. a plasma variant. Wait a minute. Is that, is that the one that they showed off earlier? The one we were speculating No, about? because scroll down just a little, and we see the Scorpius Dune Rider. Oh, opens there it up is. The option for a new type of Adeptus Mechanicus army with... Mo- it's, it's, it's a... It's it's a D Day landing boat. Yeah, it tank. Is. Actually, it, is it? Act, does it have tracks? It looks like a uh, boat. Yeah, it does. Where, oh, where, are the, where are the tracks? How does this thing move? Is this also <laughs> oh, yeah. a hovercraft? Yeah, I can see the the yeah the one you're talking. About. Oh no, the one the one that that we saw earlier in that um, where they show, you know put it in black. It's a Scorpius disintegrator. Oh, well, even further. Oh, there yeah. we go. There we go. Oh, so there's the transport version and the gunship version. Yeah, basically. Oh my god. Oh, that that look, actually look. looks super mechanicus. I love it. Oh, there's a Chaos Knights oh. codex. 
I don't care about that. Look at the model set. Oh yeah. my god. Look at look at the legs. They have the backwards knees. Yeah. Oh my god, that, look, that, looks, that looks incredible. Look at that chainsaw. Oh. <laughs> look at that little vol uh, is that a volcano lance on a Questorus class knight? I think it could be. <laughs> oh my god. Hold on, guys, this is too much. Uh kid is all new. <laughs> packed with grisly details. You make a knight rampager or the knight despoiler. Ooh. Oh my god. And a fully fledged codex. Ah! I'm, surpri- I'm surprised with, with codex. I must admit. With adding rampages and despoilers, new lore. Exploring the shadow history of Chaos Knights. They are veterans of the long war, war as much as the heretic Astartes with thousands of years of his that cover. That and is amazing. A new battle sister in paint. It was the one they showed last year, but yeah. she's all painted up. Oh, oh look god. at it. Oh, look at it. She that. looks incredible. Oh my god. <laughs> she you can get you can get this model for yourself in a special advance release ahead of the rest of the sisters of battle. Stay tuned for how to get yours. Oh, I will then. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Fine. So, to to recap the big 40k preview, you can get a cool standalone sisters of battle miniature before they actually release, so hopefully mm-hmm. sometime soon in the next few months. Chaos Knights Codex with a brand new Chaos Knights kit that looks incredible. Yep. I, I cannot even physically articulate how exciting this looks. Oh my <laughs> god. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to buy another knight uh I don't care, I'm going to do it. Um the Scorpius Disintegrator and Scorpius Dune Rider transport slash gunship for the Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh a fast moving battle tanks. Uh awesome. So Mechanicus are getting actual tanks. The Repulsor Executor with a big cannon or a big plasma cannon. Awesome. Uh, Apocalypse doing awesome things. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Mm. Wow. Uh, also, hold on. As part of the Apocalypse launch later this year at Warhammer World, you'll have the chance to help us break the record for the largest Warhammer game in history. Oh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> coming to Warhammer World this August. So I'm assuming they're just gonna get as many people as they physically can in there and say, bring yeah. your full 40k army. Uh, Sounds like we'll it. see what happens. Oh my god. Oh, wow. And that, Apocalypse. Apocalypse comes with D12s? Yeah. It comes with 12-sided dice. Yeah, oh. it does. Yeah, I can see it in the photo. Oh yeah. I can't break this news. We're going to go over this news again next episode and yes. talk about it properly. Yes. With we're just- more stuff that will be announced later yeah. today. But we're yeah. finishing recording now. You yes. can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten, where I'm not going to be active because I'm going to be on our main Twitter yelling about this in about two <laughs> minutes, 45 seconds. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as well at, at NinjaBadger7. Again, I'm not going to be on there because I'm going to go get ready because i got to get a train because I'm going to Warhammer Fest tomorrow to see this in the flesh. So I'm Get me one of these nights, Matthew. Take it from the stage floor. <laughs> yeah, just do a runner. I'm doing it for research purposes. I was put up to this. Oh, my so- God. Look at it. <laughs> Right, before we die of excitement, we hope you've really enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye! Bye!
initiate start sequence anomaly chronometer malfunction start sequence complete this is the audio log for inquisitor palmer of the ordo hereticus i am on an assignment to investigate the adeptus astartes chapter known as the desert raptors for deviants in the imperial creed date of this recording is damn chronometer is busted Let's say it's the year 100 M42. It's not like we know the date anyway. Back to the topic at hand. My peers in the Ordos have decided to investigate into the primary Space Marine chapters and see if they follow Imperial Creed. Most initial Primaris Marines prayed to the Omnissiah and the Ordos believes that this was due to being locked up in Mars for 10,000 years. Most have transitioned into praising the God Emperor. Rebute Gilliman and Bersarius Court say that these new marines can't be corrupted, but I do believe they would have said that about the original legions as well. The desert raptors have set up shop on a desert death world in the Segmentum Pacificus. Their livery is a drab brown with dark red shoulder pads and knee pads. The imperial crest appears to be a bone colour instead of the usual gold colour in favoured by most chapters. Another note is that their chapter symbol is three cuts on the left shoulder pad. These seem to have been caused by their own combat knives. The same method is used to denote battlefield roll on the right pad. Their plasma weapons appear to emit a green glow instead of the usual blue. More on that later. For the Desert Raptors history, there ain't much. They served well the Indomus Crusade and then came into this system to choose their base of operations. Since settling, the Desert Raptors have had documented run-ins with the Black Legion and an unknown Necron dynasty. The Black Legion forces came from the Great Rift for unknown reasons, and the Necron encounter was from them defending an Adeptus Mechanicus forge world from a Necron attack. For helping them, the forge world has agreed to supply their arms and armour. It is believed that this forge world in particular has access to Necron technology and uses it in their manufacturing. Maybe the reason for the green glow of some of their weapons. The Desert Raptors are organised differently than normal chapters. They form crusading companies. Companies can include 20 squads and up to 200 marines, not including leadership, specialists or dreadnought in those numbers. These companies are accompanied by Imperial Guard and Admech forces for support. All three fighting forces arrive in a problematic system and laid siege to it like in the Great Crusade. For the Desert Raptors' fighting tactic, only one word can be used brutal. They favour getting close and personal with the enemy. This is reflected in their choice of weapons as well. Chain weapons overpowered ones. Short range bolters with a high rate of fire. They leave behind a bloody mess. Another note of interest is that none of the marines have been seen without a helmet covering their face, even in times outside of combat. It is believed that even the chapter serfs have not seen their masters faces. This is all I know of the Adeptus Astartes chapter known as the Desert Raptors. They do not seem deviant from the Imperial Creed, but there is so little info on them currently. No one knows who their chapter master is or any of their great deeds. Only a tally of conflicts. Not even where their gene seed comes from is known. Hopefully I can find out more information on this assignment. Inquisitor Palmer out. File saved. Power down. Sequence initiated.